Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Happy Friday, everybody. Yes, just me right now. We're having a little bit of technical issues, which we should have straightened out very shortly. I am Rob Ellis. Thanks for hanging on this Friday. We are Sports Take, Jacob Sports YouTube Network. So let me get you caught up on a couple of things. Barrett will be up in a second. Again, we're getting that straightened out. D-Gun is a grandfather again. Yes, he has had another grandchild. I believe it's number five. I think I asked him yesterday uh, on the air, but I think it's number five. So uh, he had uh, they had Elijah Joshua Massey arrived uh, this morning, not all that long before the show started today. So Derek is a proud grandpop again, Tata, as he as he says, Uh, but he is a grandfather again. So uh, shout out to uh, to the gun family. Congratulations to Derek, to his daughter, to his wife, to all of her siblings. Awesome stuff there. Good to see all of you. I see Fitness Rebel. I see Tavern Mike. I see Jeremiah and Frank and all the rest of our friends. Chris, what's going on, Chris? Good to see everybody. And thanks for hanging out on this Friday with us. Um, so a couple things to get you caught up on. One, Eagles, it's a you know a, basically a chill day for them because they have the last preseason game tomorrow. We know they had the open, the singular open practice on Wednesday just regular practice for them on Thursday because the Dolphins had uh, a sickness go through the organization, non-COVID sickness. Good morning, Jeremy. I appreciate you, Mr. Taz. James, what's up? What's up? Uh, John, all good to see everybody. Um, So we know that that today is a slower day because they have the game tomorrow night, and that'll be the final preseason game. Then the only bummer is, man, we have to wait 15 days until they get started for real. It's a it's a long stretch, but you know what? We are we are in the time now. We we can see it. We're almost in September. We sit here today, 16 days away from the season starting. So exciting for that. Phillies won last night, uh, and we I think we have Barrett all straight now. What's I'm, up? I, I don't know if we're straightened out. I don't have my headphones on. I'm going straight through the computer. Can you hear me? Yes. Yes. Oh, we're good then. Let's rock. I just don't want to use headphones today. All right. You can hear me. Yeah, I can hear you. Okay, we're good then. We're good. All right. Uh, so I was just getting everybody caught up on Derek, congratulating him on the on the uh, on the new newest grandchild, the newest uh, addition to the family. My man's a machine. Barrett, Elijah, Robert, Macy. There you Massey. go. Yes, Massey. perfect. So yes. yeah, that, that, that's his. No, his name is Elijah Massey. But um, of course, you know Barrett. He'll always be named Barrett from this point on. Barrett, Elijah, Robert. <laughs> I love Massey. it. Yeah, he he refused. He he might be. We might get a little visit from Gunner at some point. I'm just. Oh, we'll I, I didn't. I didn't need to see him. 
No, that's a good point. You thought you thought you'd escaped him today, but no. Right? Yeah, yeah. He, I didn't need to see him now. I mean, we don't need to see him, but you know, yeah, exactly. Oh, it's John's uh, son's sixteenth. Happy birthday to John's uh, John's son, John Dick. There we so, go. There we go. Yeah, uh, Gunner may be hopping on at some point today, so we'll we'll, we'll give him uh, we'll give him his props and give him a little love. Captain Tony, Captain Tony, I will never. I'm I'm never late. I was late one time. The first no, time it, was, it was legit. It was a it was a legitimate technical issue. It was not uh, <laughs> not due to tardiness. So we were all we were all ready to roll. It happens. Look, it happens. That's life. We you know we all know we've all gone through it with our computers. Like I'll give you an example. So my wife did an update on her printer, um, and now it does. Now it won't allow the kind of ink that we had in there for us to be able to use. Like what a scam this stuff is. Bro, I mean, it's unbelievable. It's you know what else is unbelievable? I, I have a um, I have a, a Microsoft service, mm-hmm. uh, the the uh, Surface, and yesterday. It said, you know, you have an update. So, all right, I hit the update. I'll go ahead and hit the update. Well, now, since it updated differently, I can't use my keyboard. So, I can't log on on anything. But it's through, uh, it's through my company. So, I, don't, I, I, I can't do anything today because oh. everybody's on their way to that's, – that's, that's another thing. <laughs> they left me here by myself. My entire family left me here by myself. There are 15 people on their way to Mexico. Wow. And 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 five of them last name was Brooks. Well, now, can't you go after to after right? Like we, well, yeah, you got to be around for the Eagles game. Never, yeah, never mind. Okay, got to work, man. Yeah, man. I'm, you know, and and it's, it's it's tough, man. They left me here while they're going to be kicking. They're on a plane right now, so I drop off. I drop off, drop them off the airport. First of all, everybody just pack. Everybody packs up in the minivan. We drive there, get off. My middle daughter, where's my bag at? Where's my bag? At? Oh no. So I had to drive back. Lucky we were, they had to be there. I got them there um, two hour and a half hours early. Oh. I had to run back to the house, get her bag. And this is just before she started bragging about herself, knowing how to pack and making sure she packed everything the right way. Oh. Leaves her bag at the house. I run back to the house, get the bag, bring it back. So I got it back there. She was an hour and a half. You still an hour and a half early. Dude, you made two trips to the airport today? That was 10 bucks, bro. 10 bucks in toll. Oh my God. Went there, went back, went there and came back. Oh. But this is the bad part. Now, of course, I got Yoki. I got to babysit the dogs. I got yes. Yoki and the two book dogs outside, yep. um, Blaze and Bonnie. Uh huh. She sees her mom for the last time when she comes to get the bag. Oh, no. I'm rolling the window up. She's looking. She starts howling. Oh, oh here we go. Oh, yeah, you're gonna. She's gonna be like, you know, miserable all weekend for you because she, she misses is her mom. Man. I mean, yeah. Look, look. And it is National Dog Day, by the way. Yeah, yeah. She, you could tell. Look, I, I seriously, man, I'm not kidding. I can tell looking at her face. She's down. Right. She ain't trying to do nothing. Oh my god, you yeah, gotta I be just, kidding me. Yes, dog. She is going through withdrawals right now. It's okay, babe. Dude, you got to get a retreat during the next break. Get her, get her something, man. Yeah, you know what I mean. Take care of her. She, a little bit. Yeah. So this, this is how my day is, is 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 turning out, man. But hey, I can't be any happier. I'm at the house by myself with my dogs. Yeah, you're gonna be able to. The beauty is tonight, after you get done your other gig, you can do whatever the heck you want to do, man. What you know what that you is? Want. Chill out. Yeah, that's nothing. Yes, <laughs> yes. I gotta I'm get up early you. in the morning. I'm going fishing in the morning with Captain Tony. Oh, are you nice? Yes. Okay. Mama Brooks checking in. What's up, Mama Brooks? Good morning, uh, you, mom. Give your give your boy a call. He's lonely today. Yeah, give him a call. Well, a she bit. already texted me. You know, she already texted me. In fact, she texted me this morning. She said, um, she's going to get her hair done. So, and then I told her about that. She said, All right, well, I'm gonna pray for my, my family. 
give them travel mercies. All right, mom. I got safe flight. Safe flight. Yep. Yes. And mom's yep. always looking out, man. Mom's yep. always looking out. It, it is National Dog Day. So, Xander, let, let's uh, let's show the folks the, the, the pooches, man. Let, let's show them what we got, uh, what is going on with the doggies, because we got the National Dog Day today. Give it a. Giving the pooches a little up, and you want to you want to give your doggy a shout out in the uh, in the chat section. Have at it, man. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Yaki, you're right, yeah. Yaki. Yeah. So, Yaki all right, day. let me let me show mine first. This is Bailey. Bailey's three years old. All right, there's Bailey. Bailey my is son, my son took her down to Temple with him to, to for 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 a day. Just give her a little walk around campus. So that's why you see all the Temple stuff there in the. There we go. There we go. Yeah. So she's hanging out there. She's three. She's great, dude. Believe it or not, she's a she's a golden doodle. Doesn't she just look like a like a, a golden retriever? Yeah, she just looks like a golden retriever. Pretty crazy, right? Xander, you got yours. Let's get Xander's uh, uh, pooch a little love. What uh, what's our name here? What do we get? Do we get the, the the name of the uh, the pooch for Xander. Give me that in the, in the uh, chat section there. <laughs> That's a cute dog, man. Look at the ears. Yeah, it is. That's yeah, the it total is. inquisitive doggy look of yo. What what are you, what are you doing to me here? That's exactly. John Johnson. <laughs> J-A-W-A. That's a dog. That's a Philadelphia dog. Johnson. Johnson. <laughs> I like that, man. Yeah. So you want to give your uh your pooches a shout out today. We'll do that on National Dog Day, that's for sure. I, I agree. Jeremiah says dog days of summer for sure, man. Yep, it is one hundred percent dog days of summer. Um, so I was mentioning Barrett off the top. Uh we got a slow day Eagles wise, but Jimmy Kempsey's gonna be joining us at one o'clock. Jimmy was down in Miami. Uh here's the interesting thing with, with not all the writers, but some of the writers and reporters. They went down for the joint practices, and then they came back either yesterday or today. They're not going to be down there for the game, some of them. Like, what does that tell you about the way things have changed, the way this is being covered? Well, absolutely. Like, the the yeah. open practices are way more critical than the than the actual games, the preseason games themselves. And how did Nick talk us into this? How did he make us, you know, so um, – what do you call – I don't know if it's, this is the word, but desensitized to, to – Desensitized, to, yeah. Desensitized to – preseason games yeah. i mean come on man they're games i know and it's like you know all right it's, it's probably gonna be the twos threes and fours that are gonna be playing but these guys are trying to make the squad you're gonna see you might not see the biggest quality of of of, of play but you're gonna see guys busting their rumps trying to make plays man trying to get recognized they're interviewing for 32 other the 31 other teams so you're gonna get their best man you know why not you know tech check those guys out plus a couple of these guys you know, gonna make another team and probably be stars, man. That's happened a lot. Uh, mm-hmm. Look at what's his name, Poyer. Oh, Poyer. he went to Buffalo and just became that guy. A yeah. pro bowler. Yeah, he's a pro bowler and still is. Still yeah. plays at a really high level. Yeah, that was a mistake. That that was a mistake letting that exactly. Guy go. Um, Raheem Moster. Yeah, left the Eagles and went and played and balled out. He's now in Miami now. He's like the third team back in Miami, but even former Eagle, you know, start their career off here. That's a great point, and that's th- this is where you can lose guys. You better be really on your evaluation game in practice, exactly, because exactly. you don't really get the opportunity anymore, man. Like they, you know, three games and it's it's tough. You know, for that extra game saved a lot of guys bacon. Yep, and that um, and that practice yesterday really screwed a lot of guys. Yeah, it's a great point. It they is. It, like for, for guys, for the ones, they're kind of like, all right, we so we have a regular practice, who cares? And, and you know, the twos. But for guys who are literally, I mean, you think about it, some guy who's vying for the backup safety Wallace. Spot. Yeah, yeah, great example. That, that's, that could be the difference between making a team and not making it, between being an NFL player and not being an NFL player. It's, uh, what's his name, Taff? Um, 
I mean, you look at their roster, there's a lot of guys. It's, it's just like you said, especially at the safety position that are that are really trying to make the squad, man. And it's just getting harder and harder for these younger guys and special teams guys to get an opportunity to to, to really show what they can do. The less games you have now, um, the less opportunities they get to play. You know, I mean, it, it's going to be tough, man. You know, so, so Tart, Tart's a guy, they don't know what he's going to be. I mean, yeah, Jaquaski Tart. Yeah. Yep. From what I see about him, I don't know if he's got it to be a safety. Now, he might make a, a good, um, I, I call him a rover back, a hybrid between a linebacker and a safety. You know, a lot of teams run that. You know, I call it big nickel. Right. But you have a guy that can go out there and cover a little bit. You know, and that's, that's, I think that's his biggest, his biggest takeaway that he can't cover well enough to be a safety in the league. He just that's can't a great do point. it. He can't. That's, I mean, that's why. That's why San Fran let him walk. Yeah, yeah. You know they let him walk because he just doesn't have it. He doesn't have the, that, the foot speed or 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 the covering skills to do. I mean, he dropped the, uh, you know, a game changing interception. Game, yeah, that, that allowed that drive to continue. Yeah. They would have won. They'd have won the game. Yeah. yeah, and I think the other thing that's unfortunate for him, and this is not a knock on him by any stretch, but he he was away from the team for a while this spring or this uh, summer for personal reasons. And, yes. You know, and and it's just an unfortunate byproduct. You're not there, man. It's not helping you get better. Number one, you're not showing the coaches that you're that guy. He could be, yeah, you're right. He's a guy who, and he's a veteran. This yes. isn't just some yes. youngster trying to, trying to catch on, man. This, yeah, this he, the guy's, he in trouble. I mean, he's been in the league. What uh, I'm looking now, he got here. He got to, he got in the league in. I want to say 15? it's like his fifth or sixth year, right? Yeah, he got there in 2015. So this seven, is almost seventh seven or eighth year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so, no, yeah. I hear you. And and you're right. That's the difference. You know, it's great for some folks who don't have to get beat up and don't have to compete in these preseason games and what and whatever. But yeah, because the open practices are such a measuring stick now. You know, let's just say Tarko went out there yesterday and played, or yeah, yesterday and played great against Miami. Had a pick. Uh, just made plays all over the place. You're saying to yourself, that's a veteran. This guy's been there. We're going to err on the side of caution and take him. We're going to keep him. He doesn't have that opportunity. And because he didn't play necessarily, he didn't stand out all that much in regular practices, maybe they go with a younger guy because he's cheaper or something like that. I mean, yep. that's you're right. That's a great point, Barrett. Kayvon really Wallace, did, I think he did enough in that um, – he did enough in that Chicago the, – the Chicago, I mean, not Chicago, but the, um, the Browns. Cleveland game, yep. Yeah, you know, in that game, and I guess he he was doing the same thing in in practice also that he might have turned those guys' eyes his way and, and away from from Jaworski, whatever his name is, Tart. Yeah, and he might make the squad because you know who, who a guy who balled in the game, and every time you see him, he's making plays. Blankenship, Reed Blankenship with the ugliest number in the world, forty six and forty seven is the, they're the ugliest numbers in the yeah, world. Yeah, like thirty eight's a tough number. Right, thirty-seven's <laughs> tough. There's some tough numbers, man. Like, but yeah, at this point, I mean, I, Blankenship, he he did well with that forty-six, man. He balled out yeah. when given opportunity. He made some plays, and they and liked he, him. He was one of those guys. Like we heard about a, a couple different undrafted free agents, right? Wasn't uh, I mean, uh, Carson Strong was one of them, obviously, and it hasn't worked out for him so far. Um, but he was one of those guys. Like, hey, watch out for this kid, you know. Yep. And he was a priority signing. Uh, at, when he after the draft, so I Gave yeah he's got money. a shot, Barrett. I think. Yep, I think he does got to uh, have a shot. Um, you know, you look at the linebacker position. You know, uh, you know, 
Christian Ellis. Like I said, I played with his pops. Yeah, Luther. Um, Luther Ellis, you know, from Utah. But, you know, he may not have an opportunity. They said he was doing okay in practice, but. He's also banged up now, too. Yeah, you know, so he, he would have played the entire game if he was healthy. I don't know if he gets an opportunity now. He, you won't get necessarily get the reps. Guy like uh, Kyron Johnson showed some signs in, this week, but um, previous, you know, during camp, he just didn't catch up as fast as I thought he needed to catch up. And Patrick Johnson was just right there making plays. You saw in the in the um, in the open practice at the stadium that this they like they have a lot of trust in Patrick Johnson. Pat Johnson, mm-hmm. he's gonna make the squad, man. It's that hybrid. Um, Hassan Reddick type of player. Yeah, yeah, edge guy, linebacker. Yep, yep. He's going to make the squad because he made some plays. And then, you know, I, I, I really want to see how much they're going to play the Georgia connection. You think I, um, right. You think Jordan Davis and and, um, and Nicole uh, uh, Nicole? Yeah, they should be playing. They Hell yeah, they should be playing. Uh, you know, I look, I, I didn't see anything from them in that Cleveland game. All right, so show me something in this game. Um, I want to see them play a little bit. Yeah, I mean, and and that's the thing. You know, what, are you, what are you watching for? I'm watching for those two to, to play well against the second and third stringers and guys who may not even be here. I want to. I want to. There's a lot of things I want to see from this game. I'm. I, I keep. I'm gonna. I don't want to do a whole regular thing because we did a lot of regular yesterday. But I want to see Regger go out there and play well. Yep. If you're going to solidify that he's going to be on the team, I want to see Covey do something in a game. Like I've heard a lot about how he's looked good in practice at times, and he hasn't had a ton of opportunities. But I want to see him look good out there. I want to see him slot do position. Right. Yeah, and, and give me a little something in the return game, man. Yes. Show me something. So, uh, yeah, I, I look. I can always find something to watch. First of all, I love college football, so there's always guys that I'm interested in seeing how they are, or with other teams or whatever. Uh, like I watched last night. I, I was it, it wasn't great, but I watched Kansas City and Green Bay last night, and there was something cool, which we'll get to in a little bit, that they did. I, I didn't watch it, man. I'm not gonna lie, I didn't watch it. Yeah, I watched that one. I didn't watch the the prime game. I know the other game was it was the prime game that Al Michaels and uh Herb Street did. Uh, but I didn't I didn't I watched the other the one that was on the NFL network. Uh, but what I, and I wasn't locked in, trust me. I was going between that and the Phillies. But my point is there's always something to look for in these games. For me, I, I know you have to be kind of a football geek a little bit to 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 be that much into it. And I know there's luster off of these games. I understand that. But uh, there's there are enough guys vying for jobs that I'll be I'll be paying close attention to it for sure. I know you will. You're, you're you know you you're doing the post game show. This this is my um this is my thought process when I was going through the same thing. Like it was like my I was I was playing in you know a quarter in each of the preseason games my last four years with the Steelers. Right. I would play a full quarter, and my big thing what I told myself is to show this coaching staff that I don't belong on the field with those guys. Right. And that's how I approach it. And in other words, I'm I, better than those guys. Right. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. when I was out there, I was sticking out. They were steady saying my name for the stuff that I was doing on the field. You know, I'm balling out because I know that I don't belong playing against threes. I mean, twos, let alone threes. You know, I can understand a two, but I'm still, I'm burying them also. You know what right. I'm saying? I was, I was, to me in my head, I should have been a starter, but because I was old, they didn't make me a starter. Yeah. I was always better than the guy that was in front of me, but they drafted him, which gave him a leg up on me. And odds are he was cheaper. Oh, way cheaper. Yeah, because you're way getting – you're getting so, I don't know what you were making, but, but odds are you're, you're at the time, minimum. 1. 
Yeah, right. So, you know, I mean, and once I made the opening day roster, yeah, my contract was guaranteed. Right. So, you know, it yeah, it was it I had to go out there and, and show that I belonged out there, that I that you know, there's no way I should be out there playing. Right. And it, it got to a point with that, you know, that I showed them like after my second time doing it, that you know, Russ Grimm was like, Yeah, you're right, Brooksy. You know, he said, just go in and give me two. He said, just give me two, um, give me two series and I'll get you out of there. there Even my last game, when I got hurt, when I, when uh, I uh, ripped my, my patella tendon from my quad, mm-hmm. I was supposed to be out there two series. I go out the first series, balled out, went out the second series, and halfway through the second series, that's when I got hurt. Ah. So, you know, I, I mean, after, you know, I'm doing my rehab and like two months later, big Russ came to me and said, you know, Russ Grimm, you know, he was our, our um, I was a line coach. He said, Brooks, I shouldn't have had you out there, man. I said, man, I man, I wasn't tripping off that, man. I know you had to do it, man. So yeah, I had to show these guys that you know you 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 need to be on this team that you are worth the value that uh that, that we were paying you. I said, yeah, I, I understand it. You know what I'm saying? I understand it. Because I he told me before we went out on the field that I already made the squad. Right. Well, it sounds like he was, and they were always straight up with you. Hey, yes. I need yes. you for two series. We got we still we got to do this thing. Yeah, unfortunately, you got hurt on the second. It wasn't a surprise to you, but it's a bummer. It's unfortunate, you know. That's the that's the tough part of it. Yeah, so that's really what Saturday is going to come down to. All right, so here's what we have today, Barrett. Jimmy Kemsky from Philly Voice is going to join us at 1 o'clock. Jimmy was in Miami, so we'll talk to him about everything he saw and in the open practice that, that went down on Wednesday, what happened yesterday, what they look like. But when we come back, and a little later we'll do Phillies. We've got an NFL uh, segment like we always do. Mm-hmm. When we come back, Nick Sirianni said yesterday before practice that Jalen Hurts had his best practice of the summer on Wednesday. Now, that kind of contradicts what, what the people who were on hand watching had to say. They said it, was, it wasn't bad, but it was a lot of kind of checkdowns. So we'll, we'll get into that a little bit. Now, checkdown isn't necessarily a bad thing if the, if the pass protection is breaking down and all that. And it's better than an interception. It's better than him always taking off. But we'll get into that. We're going to look at Hertz 21 season, look at what 22 needs to look like, and then we're going to compare him to the other quarterbacks in the NFC. We're just going to do the NFC and see where he falls, where he compares, all those kind of things. So we got a lot to do when it comes to the Eagles. We will do that when we get back again. 1 o'clock, Jimmy Kemsky, 1.30 Phillies, uh, NFL segment at 2 o'clock, all kinds of good stuff in store for you. Uh, always news in the NFL, some good, right. some bad. Um, we'll do that as well when we get back. Don't go anywhere. Barrett Brooks, Rob Ellis, we are Sports Take, Jacob Sports YouTube Network on this Friday. All right, let's talk about Principal Financial Group and my guy who handles all of my affairs. That would be Jim Murray of Principal Financial Group. Look, I've entrusted him with my IRA, my 401k rollover, and I couldn't be happier. Here's the thing. You know, sometimes you try to figure this thing out and you're not sure who to invest your money with, who that you can trust. Well, the beauty is you can reach out to Jim, talk to him, get comfortable with him and see if he's the guy just like he is for me. 610-996-4751. 610-996-4751. That's how you reach out. It could be a 401k review, insurance review, if you need help with a new business, setting up employee benefits. And even if you're not sure, just call him, 610-996-4751. You could also email Murray, M-U-R-R-A-Y dot Jim at principal.com. That's Murray dot Jim at principal.com.
plan your day with confidence. Definitely want to keep the umbrellas on hand. And keep your family safe with Action News and AccuWeather. Numerous tornadoes. Well over seven inches of rain. Your go-to team when severe weather strikes. The water is still rising right now. Keeping you prepared wherever you watch. On TV, on 6abc.com, and on our streaming apps. And that's when we go severe weather mode and on the air for you. Action News and AccuWeather. The team you trust. At Stateside Vodka, every new customer gets the world's best rocks glass. Free. What's that? Uh, a rocks glass? You're telling me that bottle is cut in half? You could say that. Holy shit. And you're telling me I can get one of these glasses for free? That's right. One free rocks glass per customer with each first-time purchase of Stateside Vodka. So good, it just disappears. Go for the midnight tears. Go for the game. Go for the hits. Go for the fans. Go for the win. Go to Ocean Casino Resorts. Book your trip at theoceanac.com. Field of life. First Trust Bank is there for you. Because Philadelphia dreams deserve a Philadelphia bank. everybody welcome on back we are sports take jacob sports youtube network uh barrett brooks rob ellis today derek is uh has a well-earned day off because he became a grandfather again today uh what's the name back the real name i should give you the real name first. yeah give him the real name (laughs) or i give you the barrett name uh elijah joshua massey so congratulations on on a new grandson added to the brood but Barrett has his own name for the little guy already. Well, no, Barrett it's, it's, Elijah it's, it's, Robert Joshua Massey. That's the real name. That's the that's the yeah, that's the surname, the 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 name in which he's gonna be crowned. You know what I mean? I mean when he when he goes for his, you know, um what do you call it? Um, um whatever he when he whenever he goes and introduces himself to the world, yes, that's his name. Barrett yes. Elijah uh-huh. Robert Joshua like Massey. It. I like it. Yeah. So yes. I'm, I'm not sure Derek will go for that, but we're, we're at least putting it out. There. Bro, so it is, we'll it is christening. You know what I'm saying? Or when he, when he, um, baptism, christening and all that, bro. I like I good mean, stuff. Yeah, yes. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. And you got to be there too. You got to penetrate the facade, the, yeah, the, 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 the facade. Of bro, the, you of the know, guy. I'm going to be there. I know he's going to be uncle B. He's going to uncle B. What you doing? Exactly. Hey, don't take me fishing. Uncle B. Why yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. You're a better fisherman than my grandfather. That's what he's going to say. 
no, I'm teasing. Um, all right, some eagles here. Uh, I, I found it curious, curious, and it you know it, everything's there's always head games, there's always psychological angles here. But when Nick Sirianni came out before yesterday's practice and said, "Hey, look, uh, I don't know what anybody's saying." Uh, Jalen Hurts had the best practice he's had all all summer here yesterday. He was absolutely doing everything we asked him to do. Your estimation, how much of that was Nick pumping his, continuing to pump his guy up, hearing a little bit of the noise on the outside? Because, by the way, it wasn't like people were saying, oh, my God, Hurts was terrible. They weren't. They were just like, it was an okay day. Tua probably outperformed him. And maybe some of that has to do with the fact that he's going against the guy who replaced him in college. Right, I don't know, right. but how much of it do you think that, that it was psychological versus that's really what they saw on film? It, it was some of that. It was a lot of it also. It was a little psychological, but I, I mean, I get him when he said that uh, everybody was saying he was just dinking and dunking. He was hitting the checkdowns. Well, if it was a day in which they were working on the blitz and they're doing, you know, stuff that, you know, with a more aggressive defense, then that's what's going to happen. You can't change the game plan if they are going out and that's what the defense is dictating. Then you gotta go with what's working. So people don't understand, you know, every play is not gonna be a huge play going down the field. Mm-hmm. You know, when you're running the offense and they blitz, there are checks that they have to go through and passes they have to go through to to, to make the offense work. See, it's not just it's not just the quarterback knowing to go where the ball is. The receivers have to know what routes they have to run as far as hot routes. What the offensive line has to know is who's hot and who's not, um, and and that's what would ha- that's what happened there. It was an aggressive period, a blitzing period for the most part for probably a major part of the day. Right. And when you blitz, you got to throw into the blitz. So if somebody's blitzing off that right side, as soon as that linebacker disappears, the receiver has to see the linebacker disappears and run the hot route with it, whether it's a slant, a fade a stop route, whatever it is, he has to make himself available to the quarterback, and the quarterback has to get to him. If he blitzes and, and the guy that, you know, he's, he's, he's a free hitter, then maybe you do have to throw it out to Boston Scott or whoever um, that, that back is on that, on that side, you know, a Kenneth Gainwell or something. Mm-hmm. You got to get it to the tight end. You know, if he runs a stop route, once he see that, that, that defender that he's accountable for disappears, he's got to turn around and make himself available. So it looks like they're just dinking and dunking or ch- throwing checkdowns, but they're running their offense. And plus, you have to run the offense the way it's supposed to be run. Like, if it's 322, uh, 322Y stick nod, that means it's three, you know, 322 is telling the protection. It's a three step drop. 22 is telling protection. 22 is scat protection, meaning they're hot. You know, whoever comes, the five down linemen block the five most dangerous guys. And then the Y stick nod is the Y is the, the tight end. And the stick nod route is the route that you're throwing it to. It's calling to throw to that route. Right. So you don't know what they're calling on the play. And, and you know, that's why it might have looked like he was just having an average practice. But if you look at it from the office of coordinator and, and you know, and the Nick Sirianni's eyes, it's like, all right, this guy is he's doing exactly what he's being asked to do. You know, um, he said something yesterday, you know, and that was right on. He said, and when I said he, I mean Hertz. Hertz said, I'm trusting what my eyes are seeing. Mm-hmm. He's trusting it. He said he saw some of this stuff before. He's seen these blitz and replayed them in his head. So it wasn't new to him. So he knew if he saw that safety coming down, he see the linebacker starting to go over. He's seen that blitz before. So he can draw from experience 
and see what he's supposed to do. He might not have did it last year, but he did it this year. So that's the progression that we're talking about. We need to see from him in his maturation of being um, an NFL quarterback. Yeah. And so look, he sees that going, boom, throw it to the check down or throw it to that hot rod or get the ball out your hands. You know, we, we get mad at him saying, all right, he just had an average practice or not really get mad at him, but, you know, kind of depressed when we look at it all. Oh, he just had an average day. But in all actuality, he's doing what he's supposed to do because he's not playing hero ball. He might have kept that and tried to make a play right. instead of just throwing it away or getting the ball out of his or hands. Throw or throw a pick. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Or, or, like all the stuff that we went nuts on Carson Wentz for. Holding ah, the ball ah, too nah, long nah. in the pocket, right? Yes. So yes. you're you're either going to get yourself blown up by doing that. The ball's going to get stripped from you. Your bad things are going to happen if you if you do that. Yes, right? yes. And we all said, dude, just throw it away. Live to see another day or check it down. Live to see another day. The, the stuff we wanted Wentz to do, you also, in a way, knock Hurts because he did it. So it's an interesting dynamic in contrast. Obviously, you're not going to win in the league with little five-yard checkdowns all game long. But – in certain you know situations, that's the best football play to make. Exactly. And, you know, and and maybe that is a sign. He he's getting it now. He's not just tucking it and taking off, where he could get killed outside of the pot. Whatever. So, yeah, I, I'm I, I find it interesting. And I, look, I do think there is a little part of this that Nick got wind of. Hey, everybody's talking praising Tua for yes, how well yes, he played. Of course. And we know, you know, we know that like as much as Jalen Hurts is like this, he's tunnel vision, man. Like he's and he's not hearing the noise outside. And I believe that there has got to be a little piece of him that it still stings a little bit when he thinks back to the way things played out at Alabama. Absolutely. And absolutely. And And he's human. He's human. Yeah, exactly. It should. You should be pissed off that you're. And and I'm going to tell you the truth. And I've heard some people say it and I've heard, you know, some very important people say it. If. That head coach, I mean, for Alabama, Saban. Um, Nick Saban. Saban, if he had his druthers, he probably would have switched over to, to, to back to Hurts. Because when you look at it, he didn't really have a good season, you know, a great season going into that next year. You know, so Tua played, he played average at best. And he got hurt, so he got and banged he, up. Exactly. Yeah. And he wanted, he wanted to put Hurts in. But by that time, it already snowballed. And he didn't want to backtrack and retract you know, the fact that he took him out and, you know, and, and that's a part of what the league does, but sure. at, at least, at least, you know, he knows that, you know, he came in before he left there and won a crucial game for him, you know what I'm saying? On his way out the door. Yeah. A crucial game for him. I hear you. So that said, you look at the numbers last year, keep in mind, this is a this was a 23 year old in his first year as a starter last season, 15 games, 3100 essentially 3144 yards passing, 16 touchdowns, nine interceptions, a 61.3 completion percentage, and an 87.2 passer rating. Now, that goes with 784 yards rushing, 10 rushing touchdowns, which is a ton. Yep. 5.6 uh, uh, yards per carry. He averaged about 52 yards per game on the ground, did Jalen Hurts. All right, with all of that said, Barrett, where does that need to be this year? What do we need to see from him? And then we're going to get into a comparison with him and the NFC quarterbacks. But where does that? Where do those numbers approximately need to be for you? Like how much – what do you need to see yardage? What do you need to see touchdown, interception, completion percentage, whatever? Whatever well, number one that jumps out at you. Uh, the number one that jumps out at me is the completion percentage. percentage. Okay. It was uh, last year. It was sixty-one point three percent, just like yep. you said. Yep. 
I need it right around 68, 70. Okay, so pr- that's a pretty healthy jump. Bro, yeah. that's 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 an amazing jump. In fact, that's right around the level of, of the, you know, big-time quarterbacks in the league is, is 70%. Okay. You know, you, you've got guys like Brady and those guys, they get a little bit higher than that. But other than everybody else, you know, say it's like if you get up in those numbers, you're in the upper echelon of Yeah, you, you're, you're a prime-time quarterback. Right, yeah. so I'm saying if you get 68 to, 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 to 69%, Completion rate, um, rating, mm-hmm. you're balling. Okay. I need, you know, at least at least 900 more yards added to that thirty. So get to, get to that 4,000 mark. Get okay. around 4,000, you know, pretty damn close to it. All right. I need around 24, 25, 26 touchdowns. So maybe up as many as 10. On There's the, on no the question. I mean, he has to, if he wants to be the elite quarterback that, that you know, wants to solidify his job there. And 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 put himself in a position where he's going to get the big money. He's got to have at least, at the very least, twenty five touchdowns. So you're talking about nine, um, nine more uh, uh, touchdowns in the air. Okay. I mean, probably the interceptions go up a little bit at least. I right? mean, at least you know, with, I mean, with the one or two, attempts. so eleven, yeah. eleven or twelve, right. right around where he needs to be. Okay. And that quarterback rating right around ninety. What? 96 97 so get that up about 10 percent. yeah okay. get that up at 10 percent. but but also in saying all that because my expectations of Jalen are higher i still need him to have right around 700 yards rushing just because i know he can do it and i know he can do it at a high clip and yeah and i'm okay if that goes play. down a little bit barrett I, right, I'm, right. you know because he, he's i don't think he's going to be taking off as much I don't. I, well, he shouldn't have to. Yeah. So if that if that dips into the six hundreds, yeah, I don't care. That, that's right, no big deal right, to me. Right, right. Um, but he is still going to be so effective. Think about the the other thing. I don't know if we talk about this enough. How effective he can be in the red zone because of the dual threat that he is. Like that dude has a nose for it. When you I get ten know. rushing touchdowns as a quarterback, it's a lot. And now he's going to have better options in terms of being able to throw fades or a guy. You know, like. Just throwing a, a slant. Yeah, A.J. Brown on a slant or A.J. Brown boxing somebody out, whatever, on, on a 50-50 ball. Like, I, the Eagles should be a killer red zone team this it, Absolutely. You're absolutely right. Because you have to rush him differently also. Because right. you know he's such a threat in running the ball. You can't just rush him like you rush other quarterbacks. You can't, you can't, you know, just just have, you know, those, those rushing ends come around the corner and think you're going to converge on them. Right. If you do that. It's going to create lanes in their rushing lanes. And then that's when he breaks out and, and, and breaks your back. Right. With a long run or a run in which, you know, he does go out and score. Mm-hmm. So, number one, as a defensive coordinator, you have nightmares playing against guys like this. Especially when they start throwing the ball a little better than they did the previous year. I mean, I told you the biggest thing that, that comes with him being a better player is trust. Mm. Trust is the key word, man, that they need, bro. Trust. They should have T-shirts with trust because I think they trust each other. They trust the fact that they can throw, that he can throw to A.J. Brown, and he has that forgiving catch radius. He knows if he throws it anywhere in the vicinity of A.J., he's going to come He's gonna come out with the ball. And that's huge, man, as a quarterback, right. knowing you have that confidence in the receiver. You can also trust that, you know, Smitty is going to be a guy that he can go out and also – create separation at any time he's going to be open you I mean relying on a guy like that you know just like um just like you know brady knowing where to go with the ball 
Sure. He may not know where to go with the ball at pre-snap, but at least he trusts where he can throw the ball. Right. And get it to this guy and make it happen. Absolutely. Look, I mean, he's got th- – th- this is a team with weapons, man. This is a team with two legit outside receivers and a legit tight end and a legit running game and a legit offensive line. It's all there. So listen, listen to what you just said, Rob. You can run the ball and nobody can stop it. Yep. They've shown that. Mm-hmm. But then you have a quarterback that can break your back on third and 10 with a run and scramble. So you can't rush them like you run rush other quarterbacks. And, oh, by the way, you can't sit back in coverage because they can run the ball. Mm. But then you turn around and say, all right, then we want him to throw the ball. So we just bring in, put eight in the box, and we're going to blitz him to stop the run. They have weapons on the outside and inside that create matchup nightmares. I mean, in order for you to bring somebody in the box and put an eight-man box in there, that means you have to leave guys one-on-one on the outside. Right. So would you trust one-on-one with, with A.J. Brown or Devontae no. Smith? Yeah. Would you trust that? Would you trust Quez being in the, in the slot and being able to you know, take the top off the defense? Do you trust a linebacker one-on-one against Dallas Goddard? Right. Can you trust those situations as a defensive coordinator? You'd be scared to death, man, to to leave those guys like that. Let me ask you one more thing, too, while we're on this. You know, we all always hear about the spy. You might have to spy him because of the way that he can run. How much does that open up things for, you know, in the passing game when you have another linebacker or whomever you want to use, a safety, just occupied with that, too? Well, then you just you just worried about him. So you can't be you can't you can't spy and and drop back to coverage and, and think that you can, you know, go and make a play somewhere else. That means you're allocating resources to just stopping one man. Mm-hmm. See, the difference between playing other teams is that you're you're only defending 10 people on the field. Jalen makes it as though you have to defend all 11 people on the field. You know, you have to account for wherever he is. Usually he's just quarterback, you know, he's just going to pass the ball or hand it off. So you're not worried about his skill set. But you have to worry about quarterbacks like um, Allen, quarterbacks like Hurts. Right. Guys that can move around, have great functional mobility. You have to make sure you account for them in your number count. You don't have to account for Brady. You know, Brady, you know, you, you got you got 11 defenders to, to go out there and defend 10 guys. But you can't do that with Jalen Hurts. Right. Great A-Rod's the same thing. Yep. you got to make sure you account for him in the number count of guys you have to defend on each play. All right. So let, let's do this. Um you look at the NFC. And, oh. What's up, fellas? Grandpa. Congrats, dog. Congrats, oh, man. man. I, I feel like I was in a 12-round heavyweight fight, and I wasn't even the expecting father, man. It's- <laughs> well, so you've had a crazy day, man, in general. Crazy night, morning, day. Yeah. Let me tell you about this one. So my, my wife and I get this call. My wife and I get a call from my daughter who's in the early stages of labor about 5.30 this morning. Says, can you go get the 13-month-old from my in-laws because she's been having some labored breathing and congestion. So, you know, thank you everybody for the sentiments. I appreciate it, man. Um, So we raced 15 miles south of us to go get Ariana to go like 30 miles north to go to Christiana, I'm not Christiana, to take her to uh, A.I. DuPont Children's Hospital. We get there 7 in the morning. We didn't leave that place until like 10.55 this morning. What? 
Yeah, um, because, you know, it took a while for the nurses to come in to see her. Then the doctor it took another while. I understand there's a shortage of nurses and doctors. And A.I. DuPont Hospital is one of the best children's hospitals in America. It is. And then um, while I was there, now you guys know all the story about the deck. So the foreman who, who oversaw the deck work, he's had to send a guys, some guys back out this, this week to do some paint touch-ups, right? I tell the guy three times. Give me a day advance notice when your guys are coming. Right. So that I can be here or make sure somebody's here. Yep. Oh, no. As soon as the doctor walked in and talked to me and my wife about what they've detected with the baby, my front doorbell rings. I'm looking at my ring camera. Oh, God. Two guys standing at the door. Now, this is like at about 8.50. My uh, my middle daughter, who works from home, she has to start work at 9 o'clock. She calls me, Dad, they want to know what they need to touch up. I said, FaceTime you real quick. My wife says, get out of here. I can't hear the doctor talk because you're talking. Oh, jeez. I have to go out in the hallway. <laughs> my daughter FaceTime me. I said, look, okay, go to your left. Go to your left. Tell them, okay, right there. Go here. Go here. Okay. <laughs> Dude, you have no idea. Yeah. And then on top of that, the worst part about this whole experience. Now, you guys have had kids, and I'm sure you've been through this. They have to do the suction with it with this machine. Babies hate this stuff, but they feel 100% better afterwards. So two nurses come in and say, Mr. Gunn, can you hold the baby's legs? Oh, boy. Oh, oh boy. Oh, oh. That's the worst, bro. That's yeah. the worst. Oof. My granddaughter's laying. I'm holding her head like, hey, man, babies be strong these days. Bro. Oh, yeah. I'm yeah, telling yeah, you, yeah. baby strong. Especially when they know something like that's about to what? go down. What? Yeah. Forget it. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> She's yeah. Not, she How old is she? How old is it? She will be 14 months old, August 8th. Okay. Okay. Yep. So she sees, and she's smart as a whip, and she sees the nurse coming with the suction thing. She's letting out this scream like Tarzan, right? Oh. Okay. So I got her legs. The other nurse has got her by the arms like this, right? <laughs> she's got tears and, and snot flowing everywhere. That lady hits her with the suction thing. Man, I felt like I betrayed my granddaughter. She's yeah. looking she probably at looks me. at you that way, too. Yes. Yeah, like, like you're going to do me like that. Yes. Yes. She looked at me, father, grandfather. Right. Did you do this to me? Why art thou like Man, yeah, yeah. Oh my goodness. And oh. she's clean, she's clinging to me like Velcro, bro. And I'm like, did I it help? Did, did it a hundred percent? But she okay. you know, she's got a moxicillin, she's got an ear infection, she had like a little uh, bump in the back it's of her the throat. The worst. It's the worst. So yep. so I got a daughter who's in who's in labor. Still in labor at this point, right? You're dealing she's with still in labor. Yeah. The other daughter's calling me because the workers come up today. I don't even know they're coming. Right. I'm helping pin down a baby like a WWF wrestling match. <laughs> and, and I'm telling it's like, man, I can't, I can't believe it. This is going to be a story we'll sit around the table at Thanksgiving and Christmas and tell for years to come. So right. so when did the blessed event take place? It was around 11, right? 11 I, around I, there? Let me see. When did I hit you guys up? Because, it was like 1130-ish. It was, yeah, not, it was, not, it was after 11. The show. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So, so um, Elijah Joshua Massey uh, is now a part of my box of assorted nut family. I call it my own rainbow coalition. <laughs> and uh, I told everybody about Barrett when, when I told you guys the baby was here, Barrett goes, Oh, wait, I got to tell you. And, and I, I just broke it. I said, Only this knucklehead will say this. Oh, here we go with the so, name. Here we go. So, Barrett goes, where is he? No, that, that was uh, that's from Joe. Wait, wait, wait. Uh, I got this because this, this is like classic Barrett right here. <laughs> you, want me, you want me to hit you with it? Yeah. What was it again? Yeah, we got. We he's got. I said, it. Go look, ahead. Look, I, said, I said, "Welcome to the world, 
Barrett, Elijah, Robert, Joshua, Mass. <laughs> Welcome to this world. <laughs> I said only Barrett could come up with something like this. That's man. right. That's yeah. right. That's the full name. That's, that's his surname. Name. That's, a, that's when it. you welcome, I say when you when you take him and and you know you, whatever it is you you go into man and he get you know his christening or his baptism or whatever yeah. his name yeah. you got to give his real name. Yeah, his, his real, real name. name is Elijah Joshua. <laughs> there ain't no Baron in there. He's uh, got Baron Rob. It's Barrett, Elijah, Robert. You guys, Joshua, be, you guys can be dis, distant godfathers out there. There you go. <laughs> distant godfathers. I like that. I knew, see, I knew, uh, like, I got, we got the text at like six, I don't know what time it was, 6 30 from Derek. Right. Just letting us know about today. You know, I'm like, man. So uh, I'm thinking either she had the baby or there's a lot going on, man. Dude, we, right, we, right, we right. We didn't hit that early. Like, I knew something was, something was going down. Dude, it's like, and the day's not even half over because now uh, Big Daddy's daycare is up and running. So I told my wife, because I know how much my wife wants to be with her daughter. So when I'm done with you guys, uh, I will relieve my wife. Uh, she's trying to put the 13-month-old to sleep now, but the three-year-old keeps playing with the 13-month-old, so I've got to go separate the two. Oh, my God. So i got to bring the three-year-old up here with me and distract him until my wife can get the 13-month-old sleep so that she can take off and go see her new grandson. And I'll see him later today sometime. Oh, after, so you haven't uh, seen him yet. Okay, okay. No, no, yeah. no. But, yeah, you're no. dealing with the others, man. You, but, you, you, you take care of everything. Oh, dude, it's like my, my daughter goes, Dad, I don't know how you do it, but you like everything, something to everybody. I said, that's, that's the way I've been built my whole that's life. What it's all, yeah. That's right. what it's all about. Right? I, well, you got to be. You know, I've been, that's what we signed up for. You yeah. know, it's, it's amazing how many men, though, can't handle a lot of stuff that, that, we, you, that we do. Yeah. There's a lot of men that would just spaz out doing this yeah. kind of stuff. Yeah. Well, I know guys who never changed the diaper. Like oh, I got a, I got a good friend who is a millionaire, um, or wealthy individual. Never changed a diaper in his life. I said, yep. "What? Mm-hmm. What? That's not that's not true parenting, then, bro." No, you know, you like, got to like, roll up your sleeves like with the, with the snorkel and and oh, rubber gloves, man. That's all what happened to me, man. I, so I dropped I dropped everybody. You know, like put it like this: is fifteen individuals from the family going to Mexico. So I um, the flight left at ten forty. But I had everybody at the airport by eight o'clock. I'm like, look, y'all gotta Man. be there at the eight o'clock. So I get everybody gone. We're rolling. And um, my middle daughter, you know, she she's 30 years old. She turned around and said, she turns, she says, uh, see, y'all gotta pack like me. I got everything I was supposed to have. So we're driving. All of a sudden we get to the airport. We get all the luggage out. She's supposed to, where's my bag at? I said, what you mean, where's your bag at? Y'all didn't get my bag? Oh, 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 oh. you were the one talking about you packed. The best bag and everything, and you had everything. Y'all didn't get my bag, so dad has to drive back, haul ass right back to my house, which is like Man. twenty minutes away. So I make it there in fifteen minutes. <laughs> Grab her bag, jump in the car, and run. Yeah, you right were back. moving, by the way. Yes. You were moving, and I got God. the bag to them, and they still had an hour, like an hour, an hour fifteen, hour twenty minutes left until they board the plane. So they got mm. everything. Everybody sat down. But you know that was my morning, you know what I'm saying? But I, and it, it had nothing to do, not, not even close to what you just went through, bro. Not even close. But that's a blessing, bro. That's a blessing, man. Wow. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I, that's that's a blessing. Yeah. All right. Yeah. So I'm getting heat here. here. How do I even get drug into this? Hold on a second. What's that? <laughs> now what? Pick me up and the firstborn on the curb. Not not true. Oh, oh right. no. Oh, are no. you serious? No. So. He, oh. <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, what happened? No, no. So what happened? I was there for the whole thing with the with both, by the way. Uh, so 
I went home. I went. So <laughs> that night uh, after, you know, we, we the, the next night we had the baby went out and, you know, had a few toasts with the boys. Uh, you know, we had a good time. So I went to pick them up the next day. The time I was given, they let her, they let her and my son out a little bit earlier. So for like 13 seconds, they were, they were waiting <laughs> right as you come out of the, you know, like emergency room or whatever, the, the, the lobby. That's and I come to get her and, I, and it, it turns into, I was, they were waiting on the curb. They had to walk home, but you know, right, the, right. the exaggerations <laughs> that go on. Wait, well, at least, you know what I'm saying? Like good. when I brought mine home, it was like, all right, I carried them for, for nine months. You got it for the next nine months. Yeah, yeah, Whoa. right. And, and it was so too. Whoa. That's fair. It, 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 it was so too. That's that's exactly what happened, man. So yeah. I mean, yeah, I'm, I'm I'm even in the NFL playing and still getting up and, and changing diapers and all that stuff. Yeah, bro. yeah, same here, bro. I've worked, you know, crazy shifts. Well, you know, we were Milwaukee when my oldest was born, Pittsburgh when the other two were born. Matter of fact, after two weeks after the first one was born, yeah. uh, we moved to Pittsburgh, yeah. and I had to start working the next day. And my wife had a C-section, and she had to basically unpacked the house by herself for like the first three or four months. Cause yeah. I was working crazy hours. But you know, the thing is when I would get home, I'd be dog tired, but I would relieve her and right. I, I would to. take the bullet, have man. Yeah, and I'd be up to two, three in the morning so she could get some rest. Yep. You know, it's, and we had three in less than four years. She wanted five or six. I'm like, Woo! Thank, thank you, Lord. I didn't have five or six kids. I want, man. I wanted 10, but I could only afford five. So yeah. Man, I hear you, man. Well, listen, right. we're we're hey, thrilled look, for you, brother. I appreciate go, it, brothers. Go yeah. go do your thing, and uh, yeah, hopefully, man. you know, go go see that little little baby, and yes, uh, and and keep chasing the others around. But have fun, enjoy it, yeah, soak man. it all in, man. Uh, I holler at you guys we're over thrilled the weekend for you. And Monday. Thank you, man. I appreciate you guys. Us, I appreciate everybody uh, for all the uh, the accolades and the congratulations in our family yeah. chat here. You guys have a great weekend. God bless, Gunner. Thank you, all man. Right. Enjoy the weekend. All right, thanks. There's D-Guy. Love it checking in. Here's what yeah. we'll do, Barrett. We'll, we'll come back. We'll talk to Jimmy Kemsky. Uh, and out of Jimmy, we'll we'll get into that where Hurts ranks, okay, in the uh, in the NFC. But that's it's great hearing from Derek, man. I love yeah, the stories. Is. I love hearing all that. And he is an unbelievable father and grandfather. He is. Absolutely. The, the, absolutely. Those kids are fortunate to have him, man. I can tell you that. We're fortunate to, to – you know, be part of a show with them. That's for sure. All right. So let's, uh, let's step aside real quick. We'll come back. Jimmy Kemsky from Philly voice was down in Miami. We'll talk to him about what he saw from the Eagles, especially in that first practice, Barrett, Rob sports take Jacob sports, YouTube network. All right. Let's talk pro action restoration. Pro action restoration is the place to call. If you have any kind of issues, whether it's water, fire, smoke, you name it to your home, to your business, to a property, to a friend, to a loved one's place. It, it doesn't matter. They're on call 24 hours, seven days a week. They are licensed, bonded, fully insured. They've been serving the tri-state area for more than two decades. ProAction will work in conjunction with your insurance company. Look, take it from me. I have had personal experience with them. The crew is amazing. They came over. They were professional. They were clean, and the price was reasonable, and they will be the, do the same for you. Water, fire, smoke damage, mold remediation, you name it, they can handle it. Give them a call, 610-623-3760, 610-623-3760, or online at ProActionRestoration.com, ProActionRestoration.com.
plan your day with confidence. Definitely want to keep the umbrellas on hand. And keep your family safe with action news and AccuWeather. Numerous tornadoes. Well over seven inches of rain. Your go-to team when severe weather strikes. The water is still rising right now. Keeping you prepared wherever you watch. On TV, on 6abc.com, and on our streaming apps. And that's when we go severe weather mode and on the air for you. Action News and AccuWeather, the team you trust. At Stateside Vodka, every new customer gets the world's best rocks glass, free. What's that? Uh, a rocks glass? You're telling me that bottle is cut in half? You could say that. And you're telling me I can get one of these glasses for free? That's right. One free rocks glass per customer with each first-time purchase of Stateside Vodka. So good, it just disappears. Go for the midnight dares. Go for the game. Go for the hits. Go for the fans. Go for the win. Go to Ocean Casino Resorts. Book your trip at theoceanac.com. On the field of life, First Trust Bank is there for you. Because Philadelphia dreams deserve a Philadelphia bank. Sports fake. Rob Ellis, Barrett Brooks. Uh, we just saw uh, D Gun and doing his thing and, and being the unbelievable grandparent that he is. He is hustling, man. Congratulations again uh, to him uh, and his uh, beautiful family and everything. All the blessings with their new grandchild. So uh, and he'll be he'll be he'll be back with us on Monday. Uh, we were talking about the Eagles. We joined shortly by Jimmy Kemsky from Philly Voice, Eagles beat writer. But why don't we why don't we d- jump into this thing right now, Barrett? Uh, when it comes to you know looking at the NFC here, and you know you look at it, you got Brady, you got Rodgers. They're they're sort of in the, at their own you know pantheon where everybody else is sort of just fending for second. Um, so you have that, and then you look at it after that. You have a bunch of guys I think fall into the, to the it's Stafford who won a Super Bowl last year. You could argue Dak Prescott, Kirk Cousins. I know some people aren't the biggest fans of either one of those guys. Kyler Murray falling in there. Where I have Jalen Barrett, I have him seventh in that grouping, um, sort of in that same you know pecking order. Brady Rogers, however you want to flip that. Stafford, Prescott, Cousins, Murray, and then I have Hertz. Where where would you say that he falls? Where would you have him? And do you think that's fair? 
Yeah, it, it's right around that same area. You know, you got A Rod, Brady, um, Stafford. Um, you know, you got to put Dak up there, Kyler, uh, Kirk Cousins, and then um, after that, you know, it kind of gets it gets you know really tight on me. You know, so you have to put um, Jalen right there, right in that area. And, and I'm not saying that that Kirk Cousins. Kyler Murray, Dak, or that much better than he is. I mean, it's not like it's 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 a, a, a high mark, right? Which makes him higher than. In fact, if you if you all things being equal, Levar, as far as what they bring to the game, the only thing that he lacks with those guys have is experience, you know, and playing in, in in games. Other than that, you know, he brings more of athleticism to a game. We'll see uh, how you know how well he could throw in his arm. I mean, I, I know Kirk Cousins has a better arm. He, as far as being a, a better overall passer, there's no question that Kirk Cousins, um, Dak Prescott, are better than he is right now because he hadn't had a chance. He hasn't he hasn't shown that he can be that quarterback that can throw for four thousand yards. And until he does it, you got to say those guys are going to be better than him. Yeah, absolutely fair. And the Philly fan says that I forget Mahomes. No, we're doing the NFC Philly fans, like I said. So, but I haven't forgotten about him certainly. Um, yeah, I, I think that you know he has the ability. I think to move up here, but yes, I can't. Absolutely. I can't even. Obviously, you're not thinking about Brady Rogers. And, and look, Stafford, man, you you had a Super Bowl to crazy good numbers that Stafford has. Uh, you know, th- he's in a, a different category too. Yep, I think yep. he can get in any of these conversations with the other guys. The other guys have just done it longer. Prescott's more established. Prescott's beating him head to head. I know he's not playing defense. I understand that. Uh, Cousins has put up pretty monster numbers. He, it, it's all about Kirk Cousins showing us that he can do it in big games. Exactly. You know, more than anything exactly. else. Exactly. Murray just got a monster contract, but Murray's numbers, at least thus far in his career, are better. They're yep. better, frankly. So yep. can he move up for sure? But that's pretty much where he is. And I don't think we're we're being tough on him or anything like that. I mean, I, I really don't. I think it's legit. You, you, look at, you, you look at the Saints and you put you put – Hurts on that on that team, and wow, you I mean you you'd have a another great team, and you, in fact you, I, I would I would venture to say that that team could win a Super Bowl. Yeah, no doubt. Look, let me you know let's run this past Jimmy Kapsky. Jimmy does an unbelievable job. Boy, what a handsome headshot that is too. Unbelievable, <laughs> like a model. Unbelievable that Xander found that thing. That's from your modeling days, right, Jimmy? That's front. That's my author that's the picture on my author page and actually it's on all my articles too and that's actually when i was probably about 25 pounds heavier than i am now okay. I hate that right picture. right right okay passion. so it's skinny jimmy now we're talking to i like it that, well that that was more like fat jimmy right <laughs> right now i'm like normal jimmy a big bone we, we, we prefer big bone but, uh, you can follow jimmy on twitter at jimmy kemsky of course and his work at philly voice uh does an amazing job Jim, but we were just kind of just. I want. I want to get your impressions of what you know you saw this week. But real quick, I was looking at the like kind of ranking the NFC quarterbacks. I went Brady, Rogers, Stafford, kind of a toss up. Prescott, Cousins, Kyler Murray, and then Hurts. Sound about right? Am I missing anybody? Would you move them up? Would you? Where would you have them? I wouldn't quibble too much with uh, with with that. I I have no use for Kirk Cousins whatsoever, personally. Like he, puts up, <laughs> he puts up good numbers, but ultimately, let, uh, and you just said really, like he does he win big games ever? Right. And 
is it uh, sort of a function of the players that are around him? He's got star, you know, uh, skill players that, that have been around him the last few years in Minnesota with Dalvin Cook and Adam Thielen and Justin Jefferson and, and uh, Stephon Diggs before he was traded to Buffalo. So, yeah, I don't know that I'd take him over Hurts necessarily. Mm. And I'm very skeptical of Kyler Murray and what he yeah. actually is as a quarterback. Uh, I don't know that I wouldn't take Jalen Hurts over him, too. I think Kyler Murray is certainly more talented than Jalen Hurts. But I worry about all the other stuff that's kind of rumored to be happening behind the scenes there. And, of course, the the weird clause that they had in the contract. The homework clause. Yeah, <laughs> the homework clause. There's been a, it's been sort of pretty widely, I don't know if I'd say reported necessarily, but widely sort of accepted that he has like a video game addiction. Uh, so yeah, I don't know about Kyler Murray, but uh, yeah, I, think, I think to your point, the the AFC certainly has much better quarterbacks from top uh-huh. to bottom and much better teams from top to bottom than certainly the NFC does. Agreed. Agreed. What would you what would you put what would you put Wentz on that list? Would you put him before or after uh, after Hurts? I put him after Hurts. I would okay. much rather have Jalen Hurts than Carson Wentz from the intangibles, you know and. Yes. And, and that's where I am also, you know, the intangibles. And, and also that goes with, you know, a lot of the guys on this list, like the intangibles. I, I really think that Hurts can win you a game uh, by his intangibles also. You know, I mean, that's and that's where I am. I, 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 too, I think, is a, is a big yes. mark in Hurts' favor, too. Absolutely. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Uh, all right, Jim, I want to get your impressions. Now, you're back, right? Or you, you came back from Miami? I did. I'm a slacker. I got okay. out of there as soon as joint practices were over. I can't cover those in person, but I, or excuse me, I, I can't watch practices uh, on my TV, but I can certainly watch the uh, preseason game on TV. And uh, but, but I think that's interesting. Like, I, well, no, Jim, I don't think that's a reflection of you or Philly Voice or anything. But it, it, there's a lot of outlets that have done that, and it shows you how critical these practices are, as opposed to even the preseason games. Frankly, the the coaches feel that those joint practices are more valuable than the games because they're, and the reason why is because they're controlled settings where you're not going to have, you're not going to have as many situations like you had in the jets game where the guy just clocked hurts two, three steps out of bounds on a head to head shot at that. You're not going to have that kind of, you know, behavior in joint practices that you might in a game. Um, so it's a more controlled setting. I think they feel more comfortable playing in those kinds of settings than they, and th- th- they'll play their starters pretty much the entirety of those practices. Uh, you know, this, the twos and the, and the twos will get some work, and, and the threes not as much, but they'll, but they'll get some work. But yeah, that, that that's an environment where they can feel very comfortable making sure that their starters get competitive reps against another team without the fear, without as much fear of guys getting hurt in a game. Okay, well, Jimmy, well, did they have enough? to go into this season? Did the starters get enough run? I mean, even with that one out and them not playing in this preseason game, did they have enough reps? You know, we're talking about eight plays this entire um, preseason that they have of live reps. Is that enough to go into a season with? Yeah, it's a good question. I don't necessarily know that I know the answer to that. So when I look back at last year, they came out on fire in that first game in Atlanta. And you look at that game and you go, okay, well, they didn't really – play much at all in the preseason that year and and they 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 whooped on Atlanta in that first game. But then I also look at like the first X number of games of that season. I don't know the exact number, six, seven games, something like that. They were on pace to shatter 
the season record for penalties mm. in the NFL. Absolutely, yes. So, and a lot of illegal, uh, <laughs> you know, uh, Eagles being called on on the, the, the every single time the wide receivers. You know, yeah, so was, blocking downfield yeah. and all that. Yep. Yeah, on the RPOs, they were they had timing issues, and what you'd have is uh, illegal man blocking downfield from the offensive line, and then you also had OPI called on receivers yeah. who were blocking down the field before the before the ball is in the air, and yeah, certainly more reps on those kinds of plays will will, will um, you know help sort of get that timing down. So I think there was something to both sides of the argument uh, on that last year. This year, I think it's maybe a little bit different because they have so much continuity heading into the season. They have one new offensive starter. That's A.J. Brown. Yes. They have an entire coaching staff that came back, not one firing. Everyone's back that was there, that was there last year is back this year. So I think that helps, too. And So when you're bringing that many starters back, particularly on offense, and, and you have uh, the continuity that they have both in terms of you know, the guys that are on the field and the coaching staff, I don't think it's as critical to play in these preseason games as it might for another team with with a new staff. And even last year, even with a new even with a new staff, they didn't, they barely played it on the preseason then. So yeah, you know, I, I think the most the most important thing is to make sure you have your guys all available. So I, I don't have a problem necessarily with them sort of leaning into the idea of keeping everyone healthy for for week one. Jim, where do you fall uh, on what Sirianni said? I guess yesterday, prior to the singular practice that the Eagles had amongst themselves. He said that Hertz had his best day, you know, all camp where a, a lot of folks, and I don't want to put words in your mouth, but a lot of folks that <laughs> I read said it was kind of an eh day that, that open practice with a lot of check downs, et cetera. It, was that just, Hey, I'm pumping my guy up or is it valid? I think there was a little pumping my guy up uh, to that. Um, I will say this. So our vantage point from practice was there are two fields side by side. And we were on the bleachers closer to uh, the field where the Eagles defense was playing against the Miami offense. Mm. The further field was where the Eagles offense was playing against the Dolphins defense. So most of us were watching this practice through binoculars. (laughs) We're like 60 to 100 yards away from that field, whereas Nick is up close to it. We kind of and, you know, we're not we're not getting to see the film of the of the practice after the practice is over. So we're just kind of going on, to the, for the most part, results of plays. So we can't see, you know, him progressing from, from you know, one receiver to the next to the next. And that was sort of what uh, Nick Sirianni's message was about his practice was that, okay, they took away this slant to A.J. Brown on his first read. So he had to move off and, and check it down to Kenny Gamewell. Or, you know, they, they went to this slant again to A.J. But again, that was taken away. So... He made this deep throw down the field to Devontae. That was the right read. I think his message was sort of like he his decision-making in that practice was stellar. I can't uh, – so like, again, we were, far, we were far away, and also we don't have the benefit of seeing the tape after the practice, of course. So, you know, he's in a situation – Nick Sirianni's in a situation that he can say whatever he wants. and He can't we, really count. We can't, we can't refute, re- refute it. Right. But I'm sure there's, cer- there's certainly uh, something to that. Uh, I don't think he, he would just make up that he was being a good decision maker on the day and, you know, sort of give that false message to his own quarterback. Because if he wasn't playing well and not, not making the right decisions and he says that he was, then that's counter-effective. So uh, I'm sure he had a better day than maybe we originally perceived when we watched that practice. 
Uh, I do not think under any circumstances it was his best practice since Nick Sirianni's been the head coach. I think that was maybe a little bit of hyperbole there. Uh, but yeah, I, I think overall Jalen has had a good camp. He hasn't had the kind of jump that Carson Wentz had from 2016 to 2017. Like in 2017, you could see in camp that Carson Wentz was going to have a big season. I, I thought it was pretty obvious. Like he was awesome that camp. I don't think uh, Hertz has done that necessarily because I don't think he's as talented as Carson Wentz was uh, that season. So you know, we didn't see that kind of jump. But I do think that he has made strides in a number of areas in terms of accuracy, decision making, uh, you know, going through progressions and uh, a lot of the stuff that goes along with being in, you know, an offense for the second year in a row. And, and again, he this is the first year since he's been in high school where he's had the same playbook basically right. <laughs> from one year to the next. So, uh, yeah, I, I think he's capitalized on that to some degree. And I do think he has improved. Uh, it has been a huge jump, but I think he has certainly improved from, from, you know, his second year in the league to now his third year. Well, Jimmy, you know, I mean, talking about leaps, man, I don't know where I will put Michael Clay as far as, you know, where he fits in the, in the great scheme of things and how good this team is going to be. But I know I am not blown away by – uh, Sippos, um, the return game, uh-huh. or anything, you know, that goes with uh, special teams. You know, where are you with that? Yeah, I don't know who the returners are going to be. <laughs> so Right. <laughs> the, Rock, the Rock camp, the first guy up on pump returns has consistently been Jalen Rager. And I think his pump returns have been sort of an adventure when he's back there. You're not certain that he's going to field the ball. And you know, aside from one punt return touchdown against the Packers his rookie season, he's done nothing really as a returner when he's fielded it cleanly. Right. Beyond him, you got Britton Covey, undrafted guy, who I don't think he's done enough to make the roster. Uh, you got Greg Ward, who's missed the entirety of, of camp, probably isn't going to make the team uh, with a toe injury. Uh, from the kick returner position, the first guy up has been Quez Watkins, who got like eight kick return opportunities last year, didn't do much with them. You have um, Jason Huntley who is probably the best kick returner on the team, but again, probably isn't going to make the team. And then there's Britton Covey again, who's probably not going to make the team. So I don't know if they're going to do something between now and the start of the season, but that's a concern, uh, a minor concern, in my opinion, heading into the season. And then, as you mentioned, the punter, it's been weird. He's barely gotten any work throughout the yeah. camp. They, yeah. they, they barely like had him blast punts away from like where he's trying to go for, for distance and hang time. They've done uh, a decent amount of like, uh, you know, pin them deep kind of punts from like the 50 or like, you know, the, the, the minus 45. Uh, but they've, they've rarely done punts where he's like blasting away from like, you know, their own 30 in. And he's looked, you know, okay, I guess, whenever they've done that. I thought in joint practices against the Browns, I think he hit like eight, I think he got like eight reps, something like that. And two of them, he kind of flubbed. <laughs> like right, they, were right, low, right. they were like low line drives that actually the result was fine because they bounced and rolled for a while, uh, but were not good punts. So, yeah, I think uh, when, when you see punters start there, there were five drafted punters, I think this, this, this year. So if you draft a punter, that guy's almost certainly going to make the team and they'll probably cut the vet that they're going up against. So I, I would look for the Eagles to, 
you know, maybe have some interest in some of the veteran punters that get cut around the league over the next, you know, week or so. Yeah, this reeks of it with the return game and maybe the punter. It's a punter would be a pickup, but it reeks of a trade. Something's going to happen. I, yeah, it could be. Like, um, Jim, just give me your overall impressions. I get it from your vantage point. You're watching the defense mostly, and then you know, yesterday gets gets whacked, which is weird in and of itself. Yeah, <laughs> right. Um, what's your sense of how they looked when they were going against the competition of the Dolphins? Yeah, I thought the Dolphins outplayed them mostly uh, on, well, I guess, what, what would that have been, Wednesday? Wednesday, yep. Tua looked good. <laughs> I was actually, uh, so my opinion of the Dolphins heading into these joint practices wasn't super high. Uh, I, mean, I don't think they were bad, but uh, my impression of them, they, they left me with a, with a better impression of them leaving mm-hmm. than, than when I first got there. It's a good roster. Uh, they have a good defense. They do a lot of pressure things uh, defensively that I think was different for the Eagles offense to see. Uh, on Wednesday, they, they saw different looks than, than what they've probably been used to seeing, uh, both in their own practices and what the Browns showed them uh, last week in joint practices. So, yeah, I think it was, it was I think overall it's very positive for the Eagles and that they played a decent roster and they got good work in. Um, but, yeah, I thought, too, uh, I thought the Eagles' uh, pass rush was actually pretty good uh, against the Dolphins. Like, they got to Tua quite a bit, but those but they usually still play out those reps anyway. <laughs> so, like – You'd still see Tua completing passes like at all different levels of the of of, of the uh, defense. So maybe that was maybe a little a little more skewed uh, in, in the perception of, of how well the their offense moved the ball. But you know, overall, I thought the Eagles' pass rush was good. I thought the Eagles' offensive line basically dominated in in one on ones against them. Uh, maybe not as great in eleven on elevens, but you know, I, don't, I have no worries whatsoever about the Eagles' offensive line heading into the season. It was it was just a I, I thought it was a very competitive, chippy practice on Wednesday everyone was engaged I wouldn't really necessarily read into too much like about the Dolphins performing better Tua even gave sort of the Eagles an excuse on that in that they were in Cleveland they played a game they had a day off they, they had a travel day then they traveled right back down to, to Miami and man it was hot as hell down there right if you, right. If you look at if you look at the ter- I didn't I didn't realize this how 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 much different the heat is down there than it is here. Cause I feel like it's very humid here. Yes. The temperature said it was 90. 90 is a different 90 down there than it is here. I, even after the, even after the practice, there are guys like Quez Watkins and Jordan. Da- Quez Watkins went to Southern Miss. Right. Jordan Davis went to Georgia. Those guys were like, man, it was hot out there. Wow. <laughs> so like, yeah, it's not easy it's a different- to have. Yeah, it's like soupy travel. and heavy, yeah. right? You can't take it off you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it was it was pretty. Br- I mean, just standing out there. I, 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 whenever I'm standing out there and it's really hot or whatever it is, and I like start to think I might complain about you know the heat, and then I realize the players are in full pads and they're running around <laughs> hitting each other. Like that's gotta be brutal for <laughs> for those guys. Um, and the other thing that was kind of funny too, like they have this indoor facility right next to their fields. Dolphins were smart. They were stretching in there. It's it, where it's air conditioned. Eagles are outside for like 20, 30 minutes longer than they were. And then Dolphins come out all refreshed and, and, and the practice begins. <laughs> like, you know, for, in a weird way, that was sort of like a, an advantage, I would say, for, for them. And it was. Yeah, that's that's a decided advantage, you know, especially, <laughs> they, you know, I mean, in all actuality, the, the, the Eagles had probably, you know, they would just travel. Uh, what, do you, what do you call it? Um. That that travel hangover, jet lag, yeah. jet lag. You know yeah. they had, of course they had that man. You know amount of travel they did, and then they played in the game also. So yeah, I could see that man. But um, 
I'm looking for for battles, man. Who do you see? What are you going to see? Is what's the battle you're going to be looking at the most? You know, safety, um, tight end, or where, where are you going to focus a lot on this um, this next next game? Yeah, it's just going to be the second and third stringers that play in this game. I don't even know that Gardner Minshew will play, um, but yeah, I, I think that the positions that are so I'll, I'll give you five players that I think are, are worth okay. watching this game. Even better, One even is uh, Reed Sinet, who. You know, are the Eagles going to keep three quarterbacks? He's been good in practice, but hasn't been as good in the games. Like, if whenever I have him on like a Eagles fifty-three man roster projection, that's the guy that gets the most. Like, why is he right. on there? <laughs> like that guy didn't look good in the game, uh, which I I totally understand. He's looked better in practice than he has in the game. I think he's got to put together a good game to sort of solidify his spot. Then I have Grant Calcaterra, the, the tight end they drafted in the sixth round. He missed most of the camp with a hamstring injury. He hasn't played in any of the preseason games yet. He's almost certainly going to play in this one. Uh, when he has practiced, he's looked like a legit, competent receiver uh, from the tight end position. So it'll be interesting to see how involved they get him. Uh, he was a full go in practice in Miami. So, uh, again, like I said, I'm certain he'll play. Jack Anderson. Uh, interior off, offensive lineman. He's been, he's been playing all three spots uh, along the interior. I think it's a lock that the Eagles will keep at least nine offensive linemen. And if they yep. keep 10, he's probably the guy. Uh, so I think he's got sort of a job on the line in this last preseason game. I think this, the undrafted safety, Reed Blankenship from Blanken. Middle Tennessee State. Very good camp. I actually liked him as a prospect coming out. I thought he was definitely a draftable player. Somehow he went undrafted. The Eagles signed him during the undrafted phase of, of, uh, of the draft. And uh, he's had a good camp. And some of the Eagles' veteran safeties have, you know, sort of left something to be desired. So I think if he comes out and has a big game, then, then he's got a chance. And then finally, Davion Taylor was horrendous in that second preseason game against the Browns in every imaginable way. <laughs> like mm. what bad in coverage, missed a boatload of tackles, couldn't get off blocks. He had the one really ugly play on the sideline where uh, he jumped. The, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, like I think he was worried about a penalty, but it just yeah, probably. Off. Yeah. <laughs> he saw Jalen Hurts take a shot maybe in that Jets game and didn't want to be that guy, but he just didn't didn't, you know, end the play. Didn't didn't get the quarterback out of bounds. The quarterback just just ran right down the sideline for a huge game. Uh, but even beyond that play, he was terrible. So I think he has to bounce back and he's not going to get cut. Like he's going to make the team, but I think he needs a bounce back performance in this game just to show the coaches that they can trust putting him in games in the regular season. Jim, you like- what, oh, uh, let me ask you about running back. Um, sure. You know, it, we all, I think everybody would like to have at least somebody in the mix with size, but I want to ask you specifically about Sanders. He's still not practicing. And and I know the Eagles have said it's not a big deal. They're just being cautious. Um, but he, you know, he has missed nine games in the last two years. Um, wh- wh- where are you, where do you stand with Miles Sanders? Can they count on him? And is there another running back coming? Do you think, or do they just roll with, with this group? Yeah. Not only nine games the last two years, but he had three different points during the season last year where he missed games due to three different injuries. Right. So it was a problem last year. And then if you recall in, I guess, what was it? 20, was it 2020 when they opened with they, they opened with that, lo- that bad loss in Washington. Yeah. Yes. He, he was on the injury report for a while prior to that game. Again, with, I think it was a hamstring injury. 
And it was just sort of assumed that he would be ready to go in time for week one. And then week one rolls around like game day. He's not playing. <laughs> so like he missed that game and they lost that game, maybe partly because he wasn't ready to go. So, yeah, I mean, he's got two concerns on him. He's got hands that are sort of, um, I guess we'll be kind and, and, and say he's inconsistent catching the football. That's fair. Uh, uh, and then, you know, the, it's the durability concerns. I don't know that they, if he's going to be out for, like, if he, if, if he gets injured at some point, forget the hamstring injury, but if he gets some other injury during the season, I don't know that you can count on Kenny Gainwell or Boston Scott to sort of carry the load for them. Boston Scott's been okay, sort of in spot duty whenever Sanders has gotten hurt. But you don't want to have to go through a season with, with a guy like that. And, and Gainwell, in my opinion, while I think he had a good performance in the second preseason game against the Browns, he's been sort of disappointing in, in terms of, uh, like a guy who can create mismatches in the passing game. Uh, like I think they, they really – Which is why he's here. Yeah, they, they want to use him in that way. They want to, they want to create mismatches against him, yeah. uh, against linebackers in the passing game. But I wonder if they're going to – I wonder if they're – this is a little side discussion here. I'll, I'll, real quick, I'll just say sure. I wonder if they're, be, if they're not better served just getting the ball to the best players. And they have a lot of them in A.J. Brown, Devontae Smith, Dallas Goddard, the combination of Quez Watkins, Zach Pascal uh, in the slot, just throw to your better players than trying to get too cute and create mismatches with a guy that's not as good catching the football as those other guys. Great point. Wow. That's, that's kind of damning. That's yeah. damning because that's what he was – that's what he – they drafted him for, his ability to go out there and catch. They wanted to make those type of matchups, put him in the slot, put him in the overhang, you know, like in a wing position. Yeah. Uh, going in with 21 personnel, two running backs, one tight end. You know, that's that's what they wanted to do and formulate that type of mismatch. And you saying that, man, and I saw that. I didn't say anything, but I saw it. And that's going to be tough, man, for us to go, go forward with that. Um, I, I don't know. I mean, maybe there is a trade going forward. You know, I think with Drake, they talk about they're going to cut Drake. And, you know, I, I, I don't know, man. But Like the guy that I think makes a ton of sense, I mean, and, and of course – you have the off-field stuff, and that's, to put it mildly, with Kareem Hunt. But Kareem Hunt sort of fits the two things that they have missing in their offense, which is, A, the power back who can get sort of the tough yards between the tackles. Absolutely. And then, B, he's a he's a hell of a receiver out of the backfield, which, you know, he, he kind of, like, puts the bed. Uh, he kind of takes the pressure off of Kenny Gamewell to be, you know, to be, like, uh, to have an elevated role this year, or maybe better put. He, like he would maybe give the Eagles coaching staff more confidence to, uh, you know, have that, have you know, the, the pass catching back be a bigger part of their game plans uh, earlier in the season. If they have a guy like Hunt who they should know can already handle that. Jim, let me ask you the last one for me here. Um, you, you take stock of the NFC East. You look at the Giants injuries to go with the uh, not a crazy talented roster and a first year coach to yeah. begin with. Washington, I don't know. There, there's there seems to be something else popping up every other day because it's Washington, and then you have Dallas who lost loses another big piece with Tyron Smith probably out until December. Has it has your has your view of this thing changed in watching this Eagles team up close and personal? Have you elevated them? Has it kind of stayed the same? Where do you fall with your your NFC East predictions? Yeah, so forget the Giants; they're just not good. Like they, yeah. they just don't have a roster that that's that's ready to compete. Washington, like you said, there's just always so many distractions. They're going to be without Chase Young, by the way, for the first four four games of the season because yep. he's moved yes. into the reserve pup list. Thank you. And then Dallas, they're in trouble. I mean, this is the worst offense that 
Dak Prescott is heading into a season with in his professional career. And not just because the offensive line, and I, I forget December, by the way, I can't see how Tyron Smith is playing at all this year with the description right. of the injury that he suffered. And he's 32. He's in this, he's actually a young, he's actually for, for how many years he's been in the NFL. I think like 12. He's actually very young at 32, but that guy has missed at least three games in each of the last six seasons. Yep. So this will be season number seven uh, in a row that, that he's done that. A they young have, old body. <laughs> they, they, they have three players. Uh, they have three backup offensive linemen that have any experience at all playing in the NFL. And so, like two of them have played less than a hundred snaps, I believe. <laughs> There's only one like legitimately, uh, you know, experienced offensive lineman. And now that guy is going to be a starter. So they have nothing in terms of depth. Now that Tyron Smith is, is going to be out probably for the season. They have that rookie Tyler Smith, who they drafted in the first round out of Tulsa. Yes. Who had 16 penalties his final year there, lower-level competition in the AAC. And uh, 12 of them were for holding. He's been wrapping a guard uh, all offseason because Tyron Smith is a starting left tackle. And now they're probably going to kick him back out to left tackle and then have their lone uh, experienced uh, reserve offensive lineman, Connor um, uh, McGovern. He'll probably play left tackle. That is a recipe for disaster, in my opinion. And then, be, then, then beyond, you know, the offensive line, if Michael Gallup, who's going to be out for a while still probably, if James Washington, who got hurt uh, during training camp, all you have really is C.D. Lamb and, and the tight end, Dalton Schultz, and, and, and Zeke will be back. Zeke is, you know, I, I think uh, we're all on the same page pretty much. That he's sort of on the downside of his career, yep. or at least has been the last couple of years. This is not the scary offense by any stretch that they have headed to seasons with over the last two, three years. Absolutely. Absolutely. Jim, good stuff, man. Uh, always fun catching up with you. We always appreciate you giving us a couple minutes, man. And uh, I suggest everybody check out Jimmy's work uh, on Twitter at Jimmy Kemsky. And of course, uh, the Philly voice does an amazing job. Jim, you put out the, uh, the training camp joint practice notes, day 16, a weird end of the camp. Of course, yesterday, Miami with the, the non-COVID illness. But, but Jim, right. last one, we're, there's no jeopardy this game won't be played tomorrow, correct? Is, is it in good shape? Well, we asked <laughs> yesterday, like, yeah. is, is, is this game likely slash unlikely to happen? And they said, we're still gathering information. We'll Oof. get back to you. Okay. I think that, like, since nothing has been said since yesterday, probably leads me to believe that the game's going to happen. Okay. Um, but I have no knowledge of, uh, of, of any specifics on that because uh, yeah, no, nobody, nobody's told us anything. Gotcha. All right, Jim. Well, thanks, man. Listen, enjoy your weekend, and uh, hopefully we'll get a chance to talk to you soon. Appreciate yeah, it. Yeah, appreciate it, guys. All thanks, right, bro. take care. That's Jimmy Kepsky from Philly Voice. Interesting insights there, Barrett. All right, so we will, uh, we're will. we going to pick right back up in the 2 o'clock hour with the NFL discussion. You and I, we're going to look at quarterbacks in new places, Barrett. That's one of the things we're going to do, among a lot of other stuff when it comes to the NFL. We'll mix in some Phillies when we get back as well as they won again last night. Bryce Harper makes his uh, return to Citizens yes, Bank. Yes, sir. Park. Yeah, going to be exciting. So we'll do that when we get back. Don't go anywhere. Barrett Brooks, Rob Ellis. We're Sports Take, Jacob Sports YouTube Network. All right, Razor Technology. Here's the thing you need to know about identity management. With cyber threats like ransomware on a seemingly endless uptick and the risk of a breach or data loss higher than ever, the need to know just who is accessing your networks, systems, and applications is mission critical. Identity management from Razor Technology is a holistic framework of policies and technologies that lock down access to the right users for only the right reasons. 
We deploy cutting edge solutions that identify, authenticate, and monitor access across your entire IT system. Razor technology determines how users gain identity into your system, what roles they need to fill, and enforces access controls with network protocols, digital certificates, behavioral analysis, and secure authentication methods. Talk to Razor Technology today to learn how to identify management, can, how, how identity management can reduce risk of data breach while avoiding costly errors and downtime due to lack of access. Contact Razor Technology at 866-797-3282, 866-797-3282, or visit online at razor-tech.com, razor-tech.com. your day with confidence. Definitely want to keep the umbrellas on hand. And keep your family safe with action news and AccuWeather. Numerous tornadoes. Well over seven inches of rain. Your go-to team when severe weather strikes. The water is still rising right now. Keeping you prepared wherever you watch. On TV, on 6abc.com, and on our streaming apps. And that's when we go severe weather mode and on the air for you. Action news and AccuWeather. The team you trust. At Stateside Vodka, every new customer gets the world's best rocks glass. Free. What's that? Uh, a rocks glass? You're telling me that bottle is cut in half? You could say that. Holy shit. And you're telling me I can get one of these glasses for free? That's right. One free rocks glass per customer with each first-time purchase of Stateside Vodka. So good, it just disappears. Go for the midnight dares. Go for the game. Go for the hits. Go for the fans. Go for the win. Go to Ocean Casino Resorts. Book your trip at theoceanac.com. Field of life. First Trust Bank is there for you. Because Philadelphia dreams deserve a Philadelphia bank.
What's up, everybody? Welcome back in. Thanks for spending some time with us on Friday. We are Sports Take. Barrett Brooks, Rob Ellis, if you're looking for D-Gun, he is out today. His uh, his daughter had a little baby, a little grandson. So congratulations to D-Gun and the, uh, and the Massey family. So awesome, awesome news for Derek there. Uh, he'll be back with us on Monday, even despite Barrett's best efforts to try to have the child named Barrett. And work Robert in there somehow. I think D Gun is going to fend it off, but you never know. You never know how it's eventually. Going to eventually, he might break down. Yes, he yes, might he break might. down. That's a good way to put it. Yeah, we'll, we'll put enough enough heat on him. Maybe he'll give in at some point. Um, all right, little Phils Barrett. They win four nothing last night. They sweep the series from the Reds. They dispose of a bad team. Do exactly what you should do. They're seventy and fifty five on the season, and and now as we sit here, you're really on the cusp of September. Still August twenty sixth. They get Bryce Harper back a little bit sooner than they would have thought. Uh, tonight, he will be in the lineup, and he will DH after having two unbelievable games down there in, in AAA. Is there any reason why he shouldn't be up? No. no. So I'm glad they, they made the decision. As soon as he was eligible, they brought him up. Yep. And a perfect team to go against the Pittsburgh Pirates. Yeah, Pittsburgh, that's 47 and 77. This is a bad team. This is just like the Reds team. They should just handle them and take them apart. And keep building, you know, keep putting deposits in the in the account, man, for when you start to play the good teams a little bit better in the season. They're in a really good spot, Barrett. I mean, they're two and a half up for in the second wild card spot right now. Um, I, I can't emphasize this enough. They were 22 and 29 when Thompson took over. Since 48 and 26, man. I mean, that is beyond impressive. Huge. And and it's really not a big difference. In the personnel, in fact, there's really just what one difference in the personnel. They brought in one guy in a trade. Yeah, they made uh, some minor moves. Yeah, right. I mean, minor, sure. minor, minor moves. Yeah. So the talent was always there. It's just getting those guys pointed in the right direction is what they didn't do. Um, I know at this point that you know it's 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 not fool's gold. It's right. not fool's gold at all. You know, at this point last year, I'd be like, eh. They're gonna make. They're gonna hang it up. They're gonna mess it up. There's no way they make it to the playoffs, even if they were in this position last year. There's no way they make it. But now, I mean, there's there's legitimate hope. There's a legitimate. There's a legitimate sentiment in me that these guys can go out and make it happen. Man. Mm-hmm. So I'm, you know, I'm I'm at a point where I'm, I'm on the bandwagon. I'm I'm good to go. I'm I'm ready to ride with them. I'm ready. Yeah, and I, I, I Barrett, I don't, I know. There is a little bit of a sense that says, oh, well, look, they've fallen apart the last couple of years. They're going to do it again. I, I truly believe this. And I hate call me on the carpet. If by the end of the season, they fall apart. But I think this team is completely different. I think their makeup is different. I think their mindset is different. I think their heart's different. I think, you know, a big piece of this is they're young guys. Yes. Which they didn't have the last couple of years are just different. They're, yes. They are better. They're clutch. They are, you know, uh, what, what is what's the term that um, Thompson always used? uses like a slow heart rate or whatever. Like they yeah. just they don't the big moment is not too much for them, man. I mean and Bryson stopped me. That and that's the big thing. Guys within the within the farm system are the yep. make, are making it happen. You know, Stott, mm-hmm. Bomb. Yep. You know, all these guys, you know Veerling. Veerling. exactly, man. Yep. You know, homegrown guys. Mm-hmm. Um is 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 really daytime. Yeah, it's it's really good that you know these guys. I mean, we're gonna have some decisions to make at the end of the year, but I mean, I'm not worried about it, man. But I mean, guys like Reese Hoskins is is, is making things happen. Mm-hmm. You know, coming in clutch. Um, Harper's coming at, back at a great point. 
just him being back. And like if he had came back before the Mets series, I believe they'd at least at the very least split that yeah. series if he came back. But you know, he's come back in a good, you know, he's come back with the, with the Pittsburgh Pirates. I'm good with that. But from this point on, they got their fearless leader back. And I, I guarantee you that changes how they look and how they approach the um these games going forward. Yeah, I mean, I think the one of the other benefits of the way that they played, uh, you know, and they've been excellent without him too. Uh, yes. just to be clear, it, it, he doesn't have to come in and hit three home runs tonight. Like right. there have been plenty of other right. guys who have figured out their roles and gotten better with him being out. The young guys, a part of it, the uh, Real Muto and Castellanos. Maybe that home run last night, which was four hundred and fifty-six feet, gets Schwarber going. You know, so all of a sudden, it's not. You remember the way it was before Bryce Harper went down. It was like if Harper didn't have a huge night, they weren't going to win. It's not that yes. way anymore. Yes, it used to be. And that that was like this year. I can remember the only way you know we would win was is if you know if if if, if Schwarber didn't hit a home run or two, we weren't going to win. Well, now it's totally different. Guys are just you know taking turns, being heroes going into it. And when you have a lineup like that where you don't have to you know just go with one guy being the only way you're going to win, it just gives you a better – it gives you a better chance to be competitive, man. Like, even against the Mets, I understand that they got our number. But there's still hope that, you know, when we see them again in the playoffs – and, yeah, I said it. When we see them again in the playoffs, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying, we, we still got a shot, man. We got a shot against Atlanta. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Oh, we got sure. a shot against Milwaukee. You know, yep. we, we got shot legitimate shots against these guys. Yeah, I mean, tiebreakers against Milwaukee, uh, against St. Louis, against San Diego – uh, and and you're even right now in the season series against Atlanta. So yes, it's been lopsided big time with the Mets, but everybody else, you're e- you've either been better than, or in yep. Atlanta's case, you held your own with. Yep. So there, that's to me, that's reason for optimism. Now, I, am I legitimately concerned about Wheeler? Yeah, that's worrisome. I mean, the guys. I, got, I don't even want to talk about that, man. I know that's, 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 Every, that's everything else is so positive with them. Yes, but this is one thing. You know, right forearm tendonitis. Now, the the way I was listening to Rob Thompson talk about it, he said, look, it was bothering him. It's been bothering him a little bit. After the last start, it was bothering him. It was getting better, but they want to get it all the way out for the stretch run. So the way smart. it works, he, yeah, it's which is smart, right? Exactly right. And, and they're going to – they backdate this thing. It's retroactive to the 22nd. So you knock five days off, so he's essentially out for ten more days, starting yesterday. Which is two games. Right? Two games every fifth day, right? Every yep. fifth day you start, so it's two games. Their hope is he only misses two. Like you have Falter going tonight, he pitched really well the last time. Hopefully, he can give you another good outing, like Christopher Sanchez did the other night, and you survive it. That's all you're looking to do. Because if if there's any ever going to be a time that you can do this, it's probably right now with this part of the schedule. Yes, you, you yes. can t- kind of survive it. Now, so that's something to keep your eye on. The good news is Aaron Nola bounces back in a monster way last night. I mean, he goes complete game. He goes the distance. Dominant. Barrett didn't walk a guy. 11 <laughs> strikeouts. This was this was vintage Nola. I know that yeah. team's not good, but it's vintage Nola. No question. You know, and, and that just gives you hope, man. And, you know, kind of quietly, Noah Syndergaard is giving us what we need, man. You know what I mean? Yes. He's giving us what we need. Yeah. So – I, I I got a lot of hope going into this, man. A lot of hope going yeah, into this. And I see it going in the right direction. I do too, man. And, and look, the, the the upcoming pitching schedule for them, I, I mentioned Bailey Falter goes tonight, Gibson tomorrow. Gibson had a, had a bad outing the last time. Yeah, he did. So he's looking to bounce back.
But then you get Syndergaard, who, you know, I think they're 4-0 in his start since he came over in the, in the deal for the Angels. So, so far, so good. Uh, he'll go Wednesday. You know, then, it, look, it's never easy to go out to the West Coast, but Arizona's not great. San Francisco's been disappointing. That's who they, they have next. They come back against Miami, a team that they appear to have figured it out against. Yeah, they finally figured it out. Right. Then it's Washington again. Washington may be the worst team in baseball. Then it's <laughs> Miami again. All of this, you don't play Atlanta until September 16th. So, you know, you'll get Atlanta, then you get Toronto, then you get Atlanta again. That's a tough stretch. Yes. But for the most part, this this schedule, Barrett, reminds me a lot of the Eagles schedule last absolutely, year. Absolutely. Absolutely. Doesn't it? Yeah. Get, getting it going in the right direction. Um, you're at a point now where – you're gonna you're gonna you're gonna be able to beat your chest a little bit going from this stretch to the next week. You know what I'm saying? This the next week you should be going in your favor. And I will say for the next two, I mean for for this series they just won. We went, you know, I thought for the next, you know, what is seven, eight games, eight games. Yeah, they should go what seven and well nine games, seven and two. But shoot, they swept Cincinnati. So going as they might, you know, sweep the the uh, Pirates again. Mm-hmm. I mean this this. This is exactly what we need. Just keep stacking, stacking in a bank. That's keep exactly it in right. Bank. Yeah. Putting it in a bank, you know. So if you do falter against, you know, a, a San Fran or something, you know, you have something in the bank to help you out, man. You know what's fun? It like look at, at the end of the day, you got Harper tonight coming back. The place is going to be electric, and I know oh. the attendance hasn't been through the roof lately. And it's it, you know, it's a bad pirate team, so that's not exactly to draw people. But I think it's going to be on fire tonight with Harper. Oh, you're absolutely right, man. But you know, it's I might just go just pick my head in there, check Marge out, and, and dude, and you just, should just, man. just yeah. look just because this is you know Harper coming back, big game Friday. My family abandoned me. This is exactly what I need, man. <laughs> you should, yeah. So here's what you should do. You do the you do bird huddle tonight. Yep. You're right across the street. Truck over to Citizens Bank Park. Go in and see the, the greatest host ever, Margie. Greatest you go in there. Ever. You get a, get a little bite to eat, maybe, maybe yeah. a cocktail or two, whatever. Yep, do your yep, thing. Yep, and yep. sit back and enjoy a nice summer night, dude. That's it. You don't have to do anything or be anywhere. So you should enjoy <laughs> exactly. it. Exactly. I mean, they don't have to. I don't really have to work because I'm not doing a pregame show. I'm not working on a Saturday. So I'll have two full days after this just doing Oh, nothing, perfect. You know, All so, right, do, you, do you have to do a uh, uh, post or are you just nope, are you good? Just, You're clear. Off, so. so you get the whole weekend. The whole weekend. And the house to yourself? I don't know what to do. I'm going to go work out on my trucks, man. Work in my cars, my trucks, yeah. my boat. I'm, just, I'm doing me, bro. I'm I thought you'd me. be out fishing a little bit. Well, I, I'm going to go tomorrow. I'm going tomorrow morning with Captain. Yeah. All right, Captain Tony. You, are you just yeah, going out by going out the morning. Yeah. So I'm going. So to is the boat fully morning. functional, man? You're good to go? It's great. More than fully functional. We're good okay. to go, bro. We're good to go. So, okay. Um, you know, I mean, I, I see what? Three Pirates game. They went all three games. They got the Diamondbacks. It's another three games they should do farewell in, you know. They got the Giants. You know, it might get a little sticky. They, they should keep stacking these wins, man. And, and I, I can see them kind of cementing themselves in that number two position. Yeah. Know? So, yeah, the way the standings work right now um, with the wild card and, and the divisions, you know, pretty much out of reach. They're nine and a half oh, right. back. <laughs> right, right. It hasn't been an option, really. But Atlanta's going to be really tough to catch too. So it's it's a for me it's a matter a it's just a matter of getting in whether you're the two position or the three position. Yep. It wouldn't be the worst thing in the world to be in the three position uh, because you'll get the team with the worst record of the division winners, which would be 
the Central, which is either St. Louis or Milwaukee. But oh, but then I say that St. Louis has been on fire lately. Yes, you know yes. your, your hometown. Um, but the Padres right now are two and a half back of the Phillies, and, and Milwaukee's one and a half back. Milwaukee also could win the division. Uh, you know, regardless, this year to me is all about getting in. I mean, when you think about it, this is a season where you had to fire your manager and you lost the MVP of baseball, MVP of the National League, for two months. If you make the playoffs, that in and of itself, after 11 years, is accomplishment enough. I know Phillies fans want to win a series. I do too, and all that. But just getting in and overcoming what they've overcome thus far is says a lot about the character of this team. Yep. Exactly. exactly. Yeah. And, and I think, look, to their credit, man, they haven't made excuses. Have you heard anybody? Oh man, we're without no, rights. No, none of that. No, none of you know? it. You know, none of it. No, no, no. All right. Oh man, woe is me. Willer's right. gone. No, it's next man up. They, you know, they're not even saying next man up. They're just going out there and playing, bro. And right. that's what you got to do. Yeah, you got to do on, that. On top of it, they lost Segura. On top of it, now you know they've for a long stretch they got him back. But on top of it, they lost Canable, who was a piece of the bullpen. But yeah. We've seen this. We've lived this in this city where a team like the Eagles loses a, a some monster pieces and they keep rolling. And That's I why think there's hope. That's why there is hope. You know. Yeah. I mean? And and Daz brings up a good point. You know, uh, Rob Thompson is a perfect fit. He's right in the sense that I was thinking about the other night. He's a very mellow dude, right? Yep. And I'm thinking, does he need to be a little bit more emotional? No, he doesn't. He's a guy who, even after the bad Met series, will be all right. It wasn't a great series, but I, I'm, I'm, he's a perfect flatliner yep. for what this team needs because baseball is like this because you play a million different games. You know, there's 162 games. Well, you have he, your rah-rah guys, though. You have your rah-rah guys. You have heart to go in right. there, you know what I'm saying, and get it going. You don't need yeah. the guy always in your face being that. Because, I mean, that that gets old after a while. You know, I think we're going to face that um, – when when hockey season starts with the with you know with flyers, the flyers and, and their you know their coach mm-hmm. you know they, he's he's oh. one of those yellers and it, it'll it'll be like that for for a season you know you know it'll have some productive positive results right but after a while you just turn it off man I ain't trying to hear that you know what I'm saying yeah I I absolutely think that's going to happen by the way with the flyers I think right. it's going to get really really quick uh, that's for sure especially when you're not a very talented team and they are not a very talented team all right. So we come back, Barrett. We will set our sights on the NFL. Look, there's some uh, some heavy stories here that we'll be dealing with. We got to do it. It, it yeah. is what it is. So we will d- dig into that. Uh, trade requests, uh, a brawl in an open practice yesterday that got really, really nasty. The Chiefs do something that's really cool, I thought, last night in their game. And we will look at quarterbacks in new places. We'll dig into all those kind of things. When we return, we are Sports Take, Jacob Sports YouTube Network. Let's talk Flynn Tree Services. Because Flynn Tree Services is an experienced, licensed, and insured Pennsylvania tree services company that will trim or remove any unwanted trees off of your property. They offer cost-effective solutions to any tree problem that you face. So do you have any type of tree issues in your yard or on one of your properties? If you do... They're just a quick phone call away. They are experts at trimming all types of trees, and they serve southeastern PA, South Jersey, and northern Delaware. Flynn Tree Services specializes in tree removal, stump grinding, and tree pruning. Now, keep in mind, this time of year, we start to get into some heavy storms, right? Hurricanes, et cetera. You want to make sure you get your trees evaluated first. If you're not really sure, it looks a little bit older, you've had some branches falling off, that kind of thing. 
you want to get that taken care of. That could go into the house. It could it could hit somebody. Whatever the case may be, you don't need it. Get it taken care of now. Be be uh, be precautious when it comes to this. You go to their Facebook or Instagram page for more uh, information and a sampling of their work. Give Flynn Tree Services a call at 610-850-2848, 610-850-2848, or visit them online at FlynnTreeServices.com. That's FlynnTreeServices.com. your day with confidence. Definitely want to keep the umbrellas on hand. And keep your family safe with Action News and AccuWeather. Numerous tornadoes. Well over seven inches of rain. Your go-to team when severe weather strikes. The water is still rising right now. Keeping you prepared wherever you watch. On TV, on 6abc.com, and on our streaming apps. And that's when we go severe weather mode and on the air for you. Action News and AccuWeather. The team you trust. At Stateside Vodka, every new customer gets the world's best rocks glass. Free. What's that? Uh, a rocks glass? You're telling me that bottle is cut in half? You could say that. Holy shit. And you're telling me I can get one of these glasses for free? That's right. One free rocks glass per customer with each first-time purchase of Stateside Vodka. So good, it just disappears. Go for the midnight dares. Go for the game. Go for the hits. Go for the fans. Go for the win. Go to Ocean Casino Resort. Book your trip at theoceanac.com. Field of life. First Trust Bank is there for you. Because Philadelphia dreams deserve a Philadelphia bank. Again today, yes it is, we are Sports Take, Jacob Sports YouTube Network, Barrett Brooks, Rob Ellis, Derek off today with the birth of his grandson. Congratulations to Derek. All right, let, let's hit this one, Barrett, and it's a tough one, but a heavy one. Uh, Matt Ariza, Ariza the, uh, the punter out of San Diego State, who is a rookie with the Buffalo Bills, uh, has been accused of uh, being involved in a gang rape. Um, 
when he was at San Diego State. He was 21 years old. Again, the the, the alleged uh, girl was 17 years old. Uh, he was involved as well as several a couple other players. Um, so a couple little odds and ends. He's not subject to the NFL personal conduct policy because this happened before he got drafted by the Bills. Um, there's you know word that the Bills did their homework on this. They viewed it as a civil suit. Um, <clears throat> still drafted him anyway, and also knew that there were going to be further stuff coming down when they cut their other punter and named him the starter. It's, it's not a great look for the bills um, right now. That's for sure. Um, but, you know, we keep, we've seen way too much of this kind of stuff lately. Um, and it's just, you know, again, it, it's alleged. We don't know until everything comes out what the facts are, but if you read some of the details of the story, it's, it's pretty sickening uh, in general. Yeah. You know, um, they said a young lady was coming in and out of consciousness Yep. Um, after they were doing it. And yep. um, that's tough, man. Uh, uh, man, that's tough, man. You know, come on now. I mean, you know, especially guys on the football team. You should know better. You absolutely should know. Anybody should know better. Yeah, anybody. Yep. But especially, you know, when, when, you're, when you're dealing with, you know, when you're dealing with guys that are, you know, in an organization, you know, like you know, yep. in fraternities, uh teams you know what i'm saying yeah you know that's when things get shady bro that's yep. when it gets shady man yeah. you know when you're dealing with those type of organizations teams fraternities uh you know in those type of environments you never know you know no means no yep and if there's any assumption that you know or she meant something not just don't even chance it don't even yeah. don't even do it so the the this as the story goes the 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 woman was 17 at the time uh heavily intoxicated uh you know it, it began with Areza and then others were involved anyway so um all you hope is if in fact this is true there's justice done for this person um yes. and it's it just you just hear these kind of things and it makes you sick and we, we hear we've heard way too much of this kind of stuff lately honestly you, you wish you wish we could just deal with the fun and games department but unfortunately real life creeps in so yeah and that's really, real life you know and really you know, sick and these yep. you know, these men are these these men are not they're not um you, you shouldn't put you know guys on on a pedestal and think that you know whatever you do is appropriate because it's not yep. it's not you know what I'm yep. saying it's not yep. yeah so. tough stuff tough stuff anyway well if, if there's any developments there and any anything further uh, regarding it, it you know if the bills decide that they're going to do something they don't want to be involved in a situation like this you know. Who knows? We'll keep you posted. Uh, but that's kind of where things are right now. He is still on the team as we speak right now. He he he's denying for for what it's worth. His camp is denying it. Uh, yeah, he so. said that um it was consensual, and um she's just on a. He said where, where is it that he said that um what the lawyer said something that um something to the effect that she's just trying to it's a shakedown because he's now with the Buffalo Bills. Armstrong said adding. There's no doubt in my mind that that's his Arisa attorney didn't rape them. Yep. Yes, yep. that's so that's his attorney saying that. Yep, Armstrong's his attorney. Yeah, so that that's kind of where it's at. Again, that this is this is just the the story that's out there right now. So, uh, moving on. Not not an easy segue, but we'll just we'll move on from that. Um, uh, Denzel Mims wants to be traded from the Jets. That's been let, kind of let him stay there. He wanted to talk stuff about us not drafted him. Yep. Saying that he wouldn't want it, you know, he came to visit. It's a uh, um, 
dirty town and come yeah, on, he ripped man. he ripped Philadelphia right about that. Yep. So let him stay up there with his. I guess New York's a clean town. All right, whatever. Well, he hasn't been able through two different, uh, you know, administrations. There hasn't been able to get on the on the field since he got drafted. Um, and when he does get on the field, he's not productive. Uh, he's not happy with the way he's being used right now. He's gone. They've gone to the coach. They've gone to the G, to Joe Douglas, the GM, who we know, um, and and basically told them, you know, we want out. Now I did see that he's practicing today for whatever it's worth, but you know, he, this is a second round pick. This guy could go down as, as a massive bust and, and has thus far in New York. Well, he is. Um, I remember when he came out of Baylor, you know, I actually did a couple of Baylor games when he was that guy, he was that dude, but he was just a one trick pony. Yep. You know, he, you, you throw the ball up and he used to go get it. You could do that in the big 12 mm-hmm. defense. Isn't that, you know, isn't that hard that you, you can just run past guys and uh, you know he he was a star then. Now he has to run legitimate routes. It's not just running nine routes. He has to go out there and be the DB, and he can't separate with these DBs. Uh, you know, let him let him fester in that bot that he's been cooking that entire time he's been with the Jets. Hmm. Let him just sit there for a while. I'm with like, you, nobody wants him. Right, that's the thing. Don't you think they're trying to move him? And and right. believe me, they're probably not asking for much. They're looking for like a sixth, seventh rounder. No, well, they're not even looking for that. They're looking for a bag of potato chips. If yeah. they gave him one chip, they'd probably let him go. I'm with you. I, I this feels like if not when he's going to be out of there because I don't mm-hmm. think I don't think Salah. I don't think uh, I don't think Douglas. I don't think the organization wants any parts of him. So because you don't hear them saying, "Oh, please don't think that we want you here." Now you don't hear any of that. All you hear is from the camps what they're saying yeah right no yeah you don't hear anything from the jet side yeah. of it because the jets are kind of like trust yeah. me dude we wish you weren't here too uh, get on the field first before you say anything partner yeah 100 percent um all right this was this was a wild scene man in the open practice yesterday i don't know who thought it was a good idea by the way to have an open practice with the two super bowl combatants that like really are we thinking this is a good idea right right you know a, a bengal's team that lost to the rams Xander, do we have that? So this was – there was a melee that broke out, and Aaron Donald, the, the great, the future Hall of Famer, uh, is in the middle of this thing. And and it had sort of a like a, a Miles Garrett vibe because he gets a yes. hold of a helmet. And, man, he starts Wailing away, thing. yeah. And it was scary. At one point, I saw a still somebody captured Barrett, and it's one of his own teammates, right? It's sort of like right in front of him. And the teammate's like – Oh, dude! Like, whoa! What are you? What are we doing here, man? Even the teammate was that way. So, all right, we have it. Yeah, Xander, let, let's let's fire that up uh, for the folks. Just check this out. So, you you can, I know it's a little bit of a distance here, but you'll see in the middle there. See the helmet being swung? See that? Like, dude, that's nasty. That's Aaron Donald ninety nine. Now Got somebody knocked over, somebody, yes. somebody knocked him over, right? But he was. And we will show it again. You could see like the top of the scrum. There's a helmet there, and that's him. So watch it again. All right, so see the helmet. Dude, he's hitting people. And, you know, I, a couple of people saying, you know, all right, should he get fined? Well, he's going to get fined. He's going to have to be um, – he's, he's going to have to be suspended also because exactly. there's a precedence on it now. It just happened that it was on a, um, it was a Sunday night when everybody saw it, when it, you know, when it came to Miles Garrett. Well – since they see it, 
they now have to make sure that they they've already put the precedence there that he should get suspended. So how many games he should he get suspended? I don't know. Right. Uh, Garrett was suspended with six games, wasn't it? It started out to be an indefinite. Then they yeah, went and back and, and they appealed, appealed it, yeah, yep. and then he got six games. They appealed it down, yeah. So, um, where do you go? I mean, what what do you do as the NFL? You know, how do they approach this? Well, if you are going to have these joint practices and sign off on them as a league, if you have somebody acting in that manner, you can't just chalk it up to it's a practice. It's not a game because yeah, you I'm, have you have two teams. He could have hurt somebody on the other team, one of his own players. Yep, yep. You know, while he was at it, because it, it was coaches out there trying to, you yeah. know, they don't have a helmet on. But like he's just swinging that thing, man. He's yep. not really anybody could have gotten, you know, there could have been friendly fire where he was somebody getting clipped on his own team too. So anyway, I agree with you, Barry. Like I think a heavy fine, which fines are whatever, but a suspension, yeah, they may not have him week one, man. I, I I'll tell you that much. Well, they shouldn't have him week one. Um, do, do I think it, it, it warrants six games? No, it doesn't warrant six games. Yeah, it but, doesn't feel like it's going to be six games. But, you know, the league is, is right now trying to set great examples for, you know, how the league is be, being looked at. You know, there's been a lot of stuff right now with, you know, now with, you know, the punter, all the stuff we just finished and got through. Yep. With, uh, with you know. Watson. Watson. You know, so they, they're going to have to be stern with this. And not think, you know, so everybody didn't think, all right, if you're a superstar, you can get away with this. Yeah. Yeah. It's uh it's tough. So we'll see. And and they get they have the if you if you remember the they open the season on Thursday night, the, the very first game of the season, which is September eighth, yes. against the Bills. That game's in Los Angeles. So we may not be seeing him for that game. That'd be interesting to see what, what they do, because I know it's not a game technically, but right, right. It's practice, you know, yes. It's still a big deal, and there's still the injury uh, risk for sure. All right, uh, Xander, do you have the uh, the Chiefs huddle? So last night, Barry, I told you I was watching this game uh, kind of back and forth, but the Chiefs and the Packers played last night, and uh, prior to the game, we know that the earlier this week, uh, Len Dawson passed away, who was a Hall of Famer, also a great broadcaster. So check out the bottom. This is the huddle that the Chiefs used all the time uh, with Dawson back in the day. And they were a hell of a team. They won a Super Bowl, you know, went to another one, whatever. It's ele- It's an illegal formation now of a huddle. I-, I didn't know that was a thing, but it's a thing. I didn't know either. All right, so Patrick Mahomes, you see Patrick Mahomes right there. So that's the Chiefs huddle. So Mahomes and Kelsey both wanted to be out there for this. They weren't going to play in the game, but they wanted to do that to honor Len Dawson. So they took the they took a penalty on it. The Packers declined it. All in honor, and then and then Mahomes and Kelsey came right out, and the, and the second and third stringers played all in, in honor of Len Dawson. That's cool, man. That's I, I that's guess. absolutely cool, man. Yeah, absolutely cool. That's that's that, I like that huddle, man. I love that. I like that huddle formation. I yeah. ne- we never did like that like that when I was playing, um, because I needed to hear what the quarter. I was always next to the quarterback, right? You know, when you're the tackle, you always next to the quarter. So I want to hear the play, you know, and be right next to him. Yeah, I do. That's too far away from me, bro. <laughs> uh, I, I wanted to show you a little something positive after some of the other stories. So I thought right, I give right, right. serious props to Andy Reid and the Chiefs uh, last yep. night for doing that. Uh, Tyron Smith. So, Barrett, it's surgery and they're thinking he could be back by December. So you that's what? September, October, November. It's only a little over three months with a full torn hamstring. Twelve. And, 12 games, 13 games? Yeah, right, probably. I mean, so 12, 13 games. 
it really depends on if they're out of it or not, or if they're close. Tyron, he just doesn't stay healthy, man. We talked about this before. Yep. We talked about this at the beginning of the season. They had Neck, already lost. Ankle, hamstring. Yeah. It's, he's well, had we, everything. He's had everything. They've already lost two-fifths of their offensive line. They lost their uh, guard and Williams. Right. And then they lost uh, uh, Collins. Yeah. He went to um, Cincinnati. That's right. They lost. So yeah. yeah. Two-fifths of their offensive line is gone. Now he's gone. Mm-hmm. Now, the guy they had there playing – that took Lyle Collins for all that time he was suspended. I think his name still isn't very good either. Right. You know what I mean? So what do they do now? And what are the options? I had heard that they wanted to acquire the services of um, what's that tackle got drafted by the, by the, by the chiefs. Uh, oh, Fisher. Fisher. Michigan. Yeah. Eric Fisher. Fisher. Yep. He turned down like eight teams. He did. You know, for, for um, because of, you know, he, he wants it to be the right situation. I don't know if this is the right situation for him. He was with the Colts last year, didn't play much. He was hurt the entire year, yeah. which is why Matt Pryor is not starting um, left tackle right now. Yeah. Former Eagle. Yep. Uh, you know, another one of um, you know, the descendants from that offensive line. Right. That, you know, they keep pushing out. But uh, right now, man, I mean, yeah, still, Terrence Steele. Is the starting right time? He started all the time. Lyle Collins was there. Mm-hmm. They also have the rookie, uh, Tyler Smith. Yeah, the kid out of Tulsa. Yeah, he's the kid out of Tulsa, which is a, a, a um, fine machine. He, I mean, he, he's gonna he's gonna be fine so much for holding. Oh, he he's a penalty machine. Yeah, well, you get fined with those penalties. You know, in, in, not not by the team, but like in, in your um your office. I mean, in your group, in your, in your, in your group. position group. Yeah, yeah the, you know they find you. I remember with us. Every penalty was five hundred. Well, jumping off sides was a thousand, because oh, that's man. what you can control. But if you got a holding call or something like that, it'd only be five hundred. Right. But it was a thousand dollars for every time you jumped off sides. Mm. Those penalties start adding up. So you know you don't want to do that, man. So he's gonna get fined a lot in those in those meeting rooms. But right now they have Josh Ball, um, starting right there. They're gonna have to go out and get somebody. And like I said, I don't know if you go get Fisher or there have been rumors about them going out and getting JP. Yeah, so Jason Peters is, is apparently in the mix. Uh, uh, he still wants to play. So I think it's a matter of them wanting him, but he still wants to play. That's going to be weird seeing him in a Cowboys uniform if that's it'd what be, he it, 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 It'd be wrong. On yeah, all it'd be sacrilegious, man. That's for sure. It would be. So we talked about it a little bit yesterday. Would you consider Andre Dillard going? Well, that's the thing, Barrett. We threw that out there yesterday. And we put it out uh, social media wise. Jacob, uh, our Jacob account did. Um, not surprising, I guess. But right, right, know, right. People went nuts, and it was basically like, "Screw that! I don't care what you give me. I'm never helping the Cowboys." Like it, people didn't even want to hear it uh, in, in terms of Diller going to the Cowboys. It was an overwhelming no when it came to people's. <laughs> See, and I, look, I hate the Cowboys too, but I, I think you got to listen to anything. I don't look in the end. I don't want to help the Cowboys for sure, but I got to listen at least. I got to hear what they have to say, bro. I mean, in my way. and at this point, you know, we got them by the gonads, bro. I mean, yes. if you want to trade, get a quality starting left tackle in the league, it's got to be no less than a third or a second round pick. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I mean, yeah. we we kind of do owe them though. We owe them because we were able to acquire uh, Devontae Smith yeah. from trading with them. 
but they ended up still getting Michael Parsons with the pick we gave him. So yeah, yeah, it worked but we, out. But it it worked out pretty good. Yeah, I but hear you. I don't know, man. I mean, it's just sacrilegious, like you said, man. Seeing Dillard helping them out, you know, knowing I that. Know. But you know, it it wouldn't be bad watching, you know, Sweat beat him for about two sacks. That'd be kind of fun. <laughs> That'd be kind of fun. Yeah, I'm with you. I'm with you on that. Hard, hard to argue that one. Um, so a couple other odds and ends. Another big injury here to the 49ers. You see this one? Jimmy Ward's going to be out. Um, put him on the IR to start the season. 49ers free safety, who's wow. one of the better ones in the game. And yeah, Kyle Shanahan called it a quote-unquote pretty bad hamstring injury. Wow. Uh, you're going to miss some time. Yeah, so it could be he could miss up to the first month of the season for them. So that's it's that's another blow. So you know, to a team that at least early might really be depending on their defense. If Trey Lance doesn't get it going early, they might need that defense to be good, and they're already really good. But they might have to be really good early on, and they'll be missing a, a big piece right there. Right, exactly. Jimmy Ward, that's 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 definitely significant, man. I mean, he's he's good, man. He's really yeah, he good. is. He's really good. Um, all right, so let's uh, let's visit the new QBs in new places. All right. So by my count, in terms of the, like the guys who are going to be likely starters. So you have Wentz in Washington. Tell me if I'm missing anything here, Barry. Wentz in Washington. We don't know quite what it's going to look like in Pittsburgh, uh, but Trubisky will start the Steelers final preseason game against the Lions for what it's worth. Okay. Wow. Trubisky's going to start according to Mike Tomlin. So they, that might tell you something, but so a new face in Washington, new face in Pittsburgh, depending on who it is, Matt Ryan in Indianapolis, Marcus Mariota in Atlanta, Baker Mayfield in Carolina, Russell Wilson, of course, in Denver, Trey Lance now takes over as the starter in San Francisco, Seattle up in the air with Geno Smith and Drew Locke. Am I miss? Is there, am I missing anything? Is there an obvious one that I'm missing there? I don't think I am. No, I don't. I don't think you are either. Yeah, I think that's it, right? All right. Yeah. So, in and let's let's run. I mean, through I mean, yeah. Jacoby Brissett in Cleveland. Yeah, I almost stayed away from Cleveland, uh, yeah. but <laughs> but yeah, I guess you're right. You're right about that. Um, yeah, Jacoby Brissett. Yeah. All right, so let's do that. Let's do uh, Cleveland Brissett. All right, so let's run through them. Let Let's start. Uh, let's start with Wentz. Why not? You think he'll have a good year? Do you? Do, I mean, with it, all that's been said and done here, when it comes to Wentz, do you think he'll have a good year? Bro, Wentz is going to probably throw for four thousand yards, have like twenty-one touchdowns, um, have like eleven picks, and they still not win more than eight games. He's just, you know, I, I don't think he can get out his own way because I. I just for me and what I see, not what I've heard or anything else, but just from I see him, I see him as a guy that doesn't see that he's doing anything wrong. Like nothing is wrong with him. You know what I mean? Nothing's wrong with how he conducts himself. Nothing is wrong with him being socially challenged and right. dealing with people that aren't of his faith. You know, I mean, yeah. you know, God says love everybody, man. And you and he right. and he does. Mm-hmm. But just because, you know, they're not heathens just because they don't get down like you get down. Right. You know what I'm saying? And, well, and essentially they are, 
guess. Yeah. Well, I mean, look, just to paint a picture back. <laughs> so he had his core group of got when he was. I, I don't know what happened right. in Indianapolis, but yeah. they clearly wanted him out. But when he was here, he had his core group of guys, and those guys loved him. Those guys were would go to the mat for him. He had other guys who felt alienated by him. Uh, yes. Felt like he wasn't a great leader because he didn't spend time with them. Didn't didn't have their back. I'm just telling you what, what the perception was in the locker room. So there was that part of it, and there was the uh, stubborn kind of know-it-all. I got this coach. That's that's the aspect that got him. Yeah, that that gets me. You can't yeah. be that way, bro. You cannot be that way. You don't know it all because if you know it all, you can't receive anything to help you. Mm-hmm. And that's the problem, you know. I mean, uh, there were rumblings that you know he would go into a meeting and and you know they were like, all right, we need you to do this. No, I'm not doing that. Okay. Yeah. Whoa, you know what I'm saying? Come on now. Or they, or there'd be something. You know, they would. Uh, a, let's say a play would be called. A play would come in from Doug or Grow, whoever was calling plays at that point, which was the right way to go for what they were seeing there, what the formation was, with whatever was working. He would audible out purposely, like he was stubborn, like like really cra- Like that's that's bad stuff. Man. Like like yeah. the locker room stuff isn't great, but I right, think if you right. win, you can get by with that stuff. If you're doing that kind of stuff and you're not listening to your quarterbacks coach or your, or your offensive coordinator or your or Doug, who's a you know a quarterback guru guy, that's problems, man. That's problems, and, and, and he had a lot of those kind of things. Absolutely, and um, you know Jimmy G may be right, and I can see this happening. I can see Carson Wentz having a good fantasy year, but not professional year. That's absolutely right. That's absolutely what I'm thinking. That he'll be ripping it up in fantasy. But on the, you know, as far as the team, the team would be just terrible. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Just terrible because you got to be a leader of men at the quarterback position. You're the most important position on a team. Mm-hmm. And if you're not that guy that, that guys can rally around. As they move forward, it's hard for you to be um, be put up there where you need to be to, to have guys listen to you and fight for you. I also think Barrett, one of the other issues is, and I don't I, like I think this is just who he is now. But the whole notion of this hero ball thing and hanging on mm-hmm. to the ball too long and never giving up on a play, which he may have been able to get away with early in his career because he was bigger, stronger, faster. He can't do it anymore. Yes, exactly. And, those turnovers kill you, man. They're yes. death. Yes. They're death. Yes. I still remember that time he um were playing against Dallas. And they had they had 12 personnel in. And the play was a um the play was one that um that it was solid protection. Solid protection mean they keep everybody in the block and only send a two receiver route out. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And they sent the two receivers out. They left everybody, both tight ends in the block, running backs in the block. And Dallas won that rep because they played, instead of blitzing, they played coverage. So they dropped like seven people back. Mm-hmm. And they were double teamed and triple teamed on the outside. And he held the ball and held the ball instead of throwing it away. And then he faded over to his left. Oh. And then late, the quarter, the um, tight end leaked out. Yep. Late, I mean, super late. And then he tried to get it to him, but he held the ball too long. He ends up getting hit, fumbles the ball, turnover right there, and it was downhill after that. Yeah, that was a wrap. Downhill. Right. All right, so we might put some numbers up, but ultimately, you know, won't be uber successful with Washington. Right. Um, all right, so let's hit some of the others here for quarterbacks in new places. 
how do you think it's going to look in Pittsburgh, uh, Trubisky or Pickett? I they're mean, gonna they take their bumps and, they're going to take their bumps and bruises. This yeah. may be the first time that, you know, the Steelers, you know, Degon has said it, that the first time that they don't have a winning record in the past, what, 15 years? Right. You know, um, yes, they have a really good running game. Their offensive line is built to run the ball. They're not – they're just okay at, um, at pass blocking. Mm-hmm. So – they have some weapons at the receiver position, so which makes me think they're going to try to push the ball down the field as opposed to running it, even though they have a great running back that can run the ball, Najee Harris. Yeah. They're going to try to push the ball down the field to these weapons that they have. They went out and got, you know, the kid from from uh, Georgia. He's, Pickens. Pickens. He's balling right now. Yeah. But you, you, you can't do that when you have a young quarterback or a quarterback that just has gotten there. You know, you're just not going to have any success with that. So this may be the first time in a long time, that they don't have double-digit wins or wins, you know, have more wins in a winning column than a losing column. This okay. will be, you know, one of their first time. I yeah, don't I, think that's a success. I think if Trubisky starts, I think eventually uh, you will have uh, Pickett in there. Barrett, the game has evolved. If you don't have a quarterback that can take over games, you're not winning uh, Super Bowl. 49ers had a great run in solid D and fell short out of uh, Shizzle Flex. Yeah, yeah, you're right. You're right. You're right. It has evolved. Um, but I mean, it still doesn't change the fact that, you know, you could still, you could still win without a quarterback, man. You, 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 you can still win with them. I don't know when the Super Bowl, but you could still win with them. So right. I, I'm, I'm a firm believer in, in Hurts being able to go out there and win. All right. Let's go Matt Ryan in Indy. What do you see there? Great system for him. Great system. They're going to be very, very good. In fact, I think they win their division. Oh, yeah. Gonna up, okay. Yeah, they're going to beat up on the Titans this year. I think Matty Ice is just the guy they needed to go in there. They just don't have enough weapons on, a, on this forest receiver. Yeah. But he'll still be able to get those guys, get the ball to those guys. Great running and, attack. Uh, and a great running attack and a great defense. Mm-hmm. Perfect mix of what you need. Yeah. Real good Three offensive percent. line. Yep. yep. Absolutely. Uh, Mariota in Atlanta. They just holding suit right now for the kid from. Um, from Ritter. From Ritter's look good Ritter. actually in a couple of preseason games. I yeah. saw he looked pretty decent. The kid out of Cincy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Riddle, Riddle will probably be starting towards the end of the season. Yeah. Once they see that the season's over with and they, they haven't won enough games to get into the playoffs, I, I think they transfer and go go to him. Okay. You all know. right. I'm with you. And I just don't think they're a very good team, period. Right, right. Uh all right. Beyond Atlanta, we move on now to Carolina with Baker Mayfield, who has been named the starter official. I think they will have some success, man. I think they're going to be all right. They're not going to be able to compete in division. Like, they won't make the playoffs. But they might win, you know, eight or nine games. Mm. You know. Does that save Rule's job if they win nine? Yes. Yes, it does. You think he survives? All right. Interesting. Yeah, Yeah, it's been a rough go there. There's some talent there. Yes, there there is. There's some talent. There's some talent. If McCaffrey stays healthy, they have a DJ Moore. They have Robbie Anderson. uh, They have some some defensive talent as well. And they're – you know Matt Rule and that crew. They're he's a defensive minded coach. So I would. Yep. I, I'm curious. They're an interesting team. They're one just to sort of keep your to keep your eye on in a distance a, a little yep. bit. See what Carolina does. All right, moving on from that, let's go Russell Wilson. Let's go Biggie. Let's go with the Biggie here in Denver. Russell Wilson goes there from Seattle after all those years. They're, they're going to be they're going to be okay, man. They just won't get out of the division, but they're going to be okay. It's going to be hard for them to make the playoffs because I don't see them being a. Um, a team that can hold up to, you know, the rest of the players in that division. I think they'll, they'll, they'll be good enough if they can stay healthy, 
with the receivers that they have. And that's the problem. They haven't been healthy enough at receiver. You know, they've always got one or two guys that, that aren't, aren't healthy, which, which don't allow them to run the offense they want to run. Like, I mean, you got good big receivers like Cortland Sullivan. Um, Sutton is a good, good receiver, man. Mm-hmm. I remember when they drafted him in the second round. Jerry Judy, one of the best route runners I've ever seen. K.J. Hamler, he was hurt all last year, but the speed that kid has. You know, they have a pretty good, you know, one, two, three punch as far as receivers. Uh, tight end, they they sent their tight end away. That's yeah, Fock got traded. No, no, yeah. Fock. Yep, yep. So, with Fock being gone, he's in he's in um Seattle right now. I don't know who their backup is, but I mean, I, I do like I do like them. I just don't like them to do anything in the division. Okay, yeah, if they were the NFC, they could maybe do some serious damage if that were the case. They got a great defense though. They brought in Randy Gregory, yeah, they did. You know, they got I mean, that him opposite of Chubb, they can Oof. generate some pressure there. Yeah, that is that is fair. Patrick Sertain on one corner, and then you know, um, Ronald Darby has been balling. From yeah, a he's distance. been good for them. He yeah. has. <laughs> I know. So, uh, yeah. It's a sort of who cares, but Seattle doesn't really matter. Yeah, no. Geno Smith or Drew Lock. No, that's the battle of that's the battle of who's gonna who's gonna uh, um, make this coach retire. That's what that is. Yeah. All right. <laughs> let's go. Lastly, can Brissett hold the fort enough that Cleveland's still in it when? No. Watson gets back. No, it's no. over by, by that yeah, time. Yeah, over. Yeah, even with the running game and the defense that they have, they just don't have enough, man. They don't okay. have enough. All right. Uh, let's go like we have been doing every single day leading up to the season here. Let's dive into a, yet another week. Let's go week 15, Barrett. Um, All right, let me get to it. Let me get to it. Yeah, I'll, I'll as you as you pull it out, I'll just tell you, Thursday's not great. Thursday is the 49ers in Seattle. You know, yeah, who cares? There's, <laughs> there's a lot of good Thursday games. But you get beyond that. I mean, you have the Dolphins and the Bills. It's gonna you be have, a great game. That's gonna oh. that's gonna probably going into um the playoffs. Who's gonna be in the playoffs? Yeah, that's a huge game in the AFC East. It's it's enormous. Um Ravens Browns, some of this depends on what we were just talking about. How much yeah. is Cleveland still in it at that point? I, I think the Ravens will crush them. Yeah, that game's in Cleveland. Uh I like this one, Colts and Vikings. That is potentially be a, good a really game, yeah. nice one. Yeah, that that's in, in, in Minnesota. One of the uh, worst games on that date, Giants and Commanders. That's going to be a bad game, bro. I know. It'll, 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 you know it'll, be, it'll be a knockdown drag out, just ugliness. Is, and is then the even worse game is on at the same time, Lions-Jets. Yeah, that, that's horrible. <laughs> oh, my God, is that bad? Um, Steelers-Panthers has potential if – Mayfield plays decently if all those things we talked about work yep. out for Carolina. They have a kid playing, Kenny. If Kenny Pickett, they, could be if yeah, could be Pickett too. by that point. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so. Cardinals Broncos. That's a good one. That's, gonna that's be a, a nice AFC game. NFC matchup right yep. there. Yep. Titans Chargers like that. Good AFC matchup. Yep. Uh, here we go. Bengals Bucks. Really good game, man. Been, man. In fact, there's 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 three games that you know the last three games you know we're going to talk about are probably the best games. Of the, of the week, man. You know, yeah. I'm Bengals, Bucks. Bengals, Bengals, Bucks, killer. Raiders on Sunday night. Yes, yes, Woo! yes. McDaniel's yes. against his old squad. Yes, yes. Uh, right there, and then uh, man, Monday's a killer. Rams, Packers, Monday night. That, Great you're right. game. You go from like the prime time four o'clock to Sunday night to Monday night that week. Oh my gosh, man! So that I should awesome. be getting off right around the time. Uh, yeah, but, the Eagles uh, won Patriots, that day. Yeah, they're at one o'clock. Yeah, so 
it'll be Patriots Raiders. I'll, I'll be getting, I'll be just there for the beginning of Patriots Raiders. Yeah, that's uh, the Eagles that week. For folks who are wondering, uh, it's a one o'clock at Chicago, right? <laughs> right. That, that week. <laughs> You should be hopefully, able to take care. Yeah, hopefully they've been blowing them out, and I, you know, we we don't have much to talk about after that. Yeah, there, there's there's major problems if that's a a close one or the Eagles lose. There's right, major right, right, right. problems if that's the case, and I don't I don't think that one will be flexed either. No, that, not with Chicago. You're safe. There aren't many one o'clocks this year. Oh right? my goodness! Yeah. So right, right, right now they have one, two, three. Four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. They have nine one o'clocks through the Eagles. They have Monday night week two. They have a four twenty-five week five. They have a Sunday night week six. They have a Thursday night week nine. Monday night week ten. Sunday night week twelve. Four twenty-five against Dallas on Christmas Eve. So anything late is subject to be flexed. So just keep yes, that in mind. Yes, close the end. Yes, close the end. Yes, but I mean those. I don't think they're going to flex the Giants and the Eagles. Just my guess. I don't think they're flexing the Eagles and the Cow or the Eagles and the um, Bears. They very well. They're not going to fix touch the Eagles Cowboys at four twenty five on Christmas Eve. No, the one that could be flexed is is New Year's Day. That's one o'clock right now. That's against the Saints. That could very <laughs> that could. well be flexed. In fact, yeah. you can almost pencil and write that down. Yeah. Uh, so for for those of you like me who love the one o'clocks, so you could be losing that one. And then <laughs> the season doesn't end until January 8th. And that's another game against the Giants. That one's at home. Uh, maybe if the Eagles have something to play for, I don't think the Giants will. Then it might get flexed. Right, right, right. So there is that possibility. Um, so, yeah, that's uh, that's it for the uh, for the week 15. All right. So we come back. We'll dig into a couple of those. I'll tell you about a good gesture from Bryce Harper. Uh, a bunch of other stuff. We got birthdays. We got movies. You don't want to go anywhere. We close it out with the final segment of the show and of the week. Barrett Brooks, Rob Ellis. We are Sports Take, Jacob Sports YouTube Network. your day with confidence definitely want to keep the umbrellas on hand and keep your family safe with action news and accuweather numerous tornadoes well over seven inches of rain your go-to team when severe weather strikes the water is still rising right now keeping you prepared wherever you watch on tv on 6abc.com and on our streaming apps. And that's when we go severe weather mode and on the air for you action news and accuweather the team you trust. At Stateside Vodka, every new customer gets the world's best rocks glass. Free. What's that? Uh, a rocks glass? You're telling me that bottle is cut in half? You could say that. Holy shit. And you're telling me I can get one of these glasses for free? That's right. One free rocks glass per customer with each first-time purchase of Stateside Vodka. So good, it just disappears. Go for the midnight dares. Go for the game. Go for the hits. Go for the fans. Go for the win. 
go to Ocean Casino Resort. Book your trip at theoceanac.com. Field of life. First Trust Bank is there for you. Because Philadelphia dreams deserve a Philadelphia bank. We're back. Sports take on this Friday. Final segment of the show. Barrett Brooks, Rob Ellis, Derek uh, had a grandchild today. Yet another added to the brood. Congratulations to Derek and the family. Good for uh, him. Awesome stuff right there. He's chasing around the other grandkids. as we're Right, right. Right now. <laughs> it never ends. Um, yeah, so I think it was Daz asks, have I seen the six foot seven shortstop from the Pirates, O'Neal Cruz? Yes, yes. I have. Uh, he, he was actually on the Pirates roster the last time the Phillies played them in Pittsburgh. I think it was the end of July, uh, that, that weekend. Uh, yeah, he is a freak of nature, man. He is a shortstops are, and Cal Ripken was a little bit different and that he was a big shortstop. And then that ushered in that next generation of bigger guys, but shortstops used to be tiny. And if you ever had a baseball player, there were very few back in the day who were six foot seven, but they were usually either pitchers or outfielders, or maybe a first baseman. This dude is unbelievable. He is He's got a cannon for an arm. And he's an athlete, man. He's an athlete. He's exactly right. And, and yeah, he hit one the other the other day that was 122 miles uh, per hour exit velocity uh, off the bat. <laughs> so, yeah, if, they, if you're looking for anything, if you're trying to glean anything out of the Pirates, it's watch that guy over the weekend. He's, he's entertaining to watch, man. Uh, that's for sure. Uh, so he will be in. He will be in town uh, over the next three days. All right, so uh, we mentioned a little bit earlier National Dog Day, which is always uh, always a little bit of fun. Uh, Bryce Harper, this is a very cool gesture if, for folks who didn't uh, hear it a little bit earlier, but he's gonna he's gonna pick up the food spread for both Lehigh Valley and the opponent this weekend because he was that's classy, man. That's classy, yeah, man. Just a cool gesture, you know what I mean? Not not a huge deal and or anything like that, but just a really cool thing for him to do. Uh, I thought, and it shows he gets it, and I know. There are a lot of fans who, who bought tickets for Lehigh Valley games over the weekend who are bummed out. They're not going to get a chance to see them. But, I, I mean, frankly, there, you had to know that there was a bit of a chance that this was going to happen anyway. Um, right, right. That he was going to – if he went down there and crushed it right away. What's the point of having him continue to see minor league pitching if he's ready for major league pitching? And he's not sense. having any yep. problems. Yeah. Exactly right. So, I think from that standpoint, it's going to be interesting to, to see what happens. Um let me ask you, I, I want to hit you with one more Eagles thing that I meant to hit you with before we uh, before we moved on. But for you this weekend, what are you specifically going to be looking for? Let's go offense. Let's go defense. Uh, yeah, it seems like there's it feels like there's more jobs to win on the defensive side, potentially. But let's start on the offense. Do you want to see 
said it, look, all right, do you want to see Carson strong? I, I mentioned Rager a little bit earlier. Like, what else do you want to see offensively? I really want to see the tight end position. That's that's one that's um, still hasn't you know worked its way out yet as far. I mean, they're gonna you know are they gonna you know continue to go with Richard Rodgers? You know, as, as a, you know guy they bring in. You know, is he? I mean, he's always he's always been very you know confident in coming in and and, and bailing them out, man. <clears throat> Whether it be run blocking, even catching passes. Okay, uh, Noah Tagoa with Tagoa, isn't it? Tagoa? Oh yeah, he and he's been good, man. Really good. You know, does he make the squad over Grant uh, Calcaterra? Calcaterra just came back. This is his first full week of practice. What is he going to do? Yeah. You know, draft pick, you know, six rounder. Uh, we know Jack Stahl is going to be here. Okay. You know, but who's going to be that next guy? Is it going to be Grant Calcaterra, uh, Noah Togoga, or yeah. Richard Rogers? That's, you know, that's going to be huge. What's also going to be huge is who's going to be the um, swing tackle. I know Jack Driscoll, you know, he's going to make the squad. He can play tackle and guard. Um, we know Andre Diller's going to make the squad. We know Sewell Pett is going to make the squad. But after that, LaRaven Clark, he's on borrowed time. I feel like he's in trouble. Yes, Coyote Owosika. Yeah. yeah, He's on borrowed time. I want to see what Jack Anderson does. You know, hey, I thought he looked pretty good in that first uh, those first couple series. He got the yeah. start. He was one of the guys who was out there when the first two drives when they went down the field and scored. So that's going to yep. be interesting. I want to see Deion Kane continue to crush it. Like, Daz, I agree with you. More Kane for me. I want to see more Kane. Um, I would love Barrett if they could figure out a way to use him and, and keep maybe they're working him out. Who knows? As a punt returner or kick returner. Be interesting. Yes. He got you know? it, man. He's got it, man. He's got body control, man. He He's competitive. He's, he's shown his ass every time he's been on the field. Um, I think – Hightower is on his way out. Yeah, I agree. Uh, Devin Allen is on his way out. Greg Ward is on his way out. Right now, the battle is between Deion Kane, Jalen Rager. I don't think Britton Covey, Covey helped himself enough. Covey, Covey is a guy who's got to show you a little on, on returns, and he's got to make some plays as a receiver. To have he has any to. Prayer, any he prayer. has to. And I, I think the other, uh, the other one is – if somehow Devin Allen can get loose and catch another bomb, maybe he makes a practice squad. Yes, maybe. Yes, yes. but you know, I mean, are you really going to keep a twenty-seven-year-old? Even if it's not the maybe somebody else gives him a look. Right, maybe. right, right, right. I don't think right. he makes this team. I don't think yeah, he makes this team. Yeah, I mean, it was a great story. It was a great, great story. Yeah, yeah. That's but, too. Yeah. It's a long time to be away from football. And by by all accounts, the the tough thing for him is. It took him a little while just to get reacclimated to football. And now he's starting to show a little something, even in yes, practice. Yes. But that's where I might make an investment if I'm another team and just throw him on the practice squad and see if he just starts to look a little bit better as the season goes on. Exactly. But, you know, I don't know. All right. Other side. Other side. It's it's a lot of like safety ish kind of battles. Uh, yes, and, yes. And, and linebacker, backup linebacker kind of battles. I'm looking at when the safety position, you know. I, I don't know what direction they're going to go. Yeah. Um, and, and not necessarily because I already know, you know, I can't see Tart making the squad in all honesty. Yeah. Um, I think he's kind of one-sided as being just a box safety. Harris has to make it the squad because, you know, he's the starter opposite of Epps. Mm -hmm. But then the battle between uh, Reed Blankenship, uh, Andre Shea Sheshire. Yeah. Andre Chesharay. Yeah. 
uh, Kayvon Wallace. Um, and if you look at the guys that go in and play that hybrid, you know, slot corner slash safety and Joshua Scott, I think he makes the squad because of that. But after that, man, it's tough, man, you know, because are they, are they, are they going to keep Tart over Wallace? I don't think so. I think they'll go with Wallace over Tart. Will they keep Reed, I mean, uh, Reed Blankenship over Tart? I think they will now. I think he's shown enough. Really? Okay. I, That's interesting. I think, you know, or he'll be on the practice squad. Mm. I just can't see Tart at this point beating out Wallace or Shea Okay. I don't know. Okay. What do you think? I mean, I, 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 I uh, the only thing that I think helps Wallace is just where he was drafted. I think it yeah. helps him. I mean, he um, had a good he had he had a good week of camp. I mean, he had a good week against Cleveland. Yeah, and played okay against Cleveland. That Cleveland game might hurt some guys because they, they, on that side of the ball because they played yes. so poorly. Yes, uh, there, there are definitely guys that need to play better in this Miami game. Yes, uh, for absolutely. Sure, if that's absolutely. the case, um, uh, cornerback. Yeah, that's going to be really tough, man. Yeah, I know. I know. I like Zach McPherson. Yeah, you've been, you've, and he's played better. Yes, he's he's going to make the squad. Josh Job will make the squad. And he's a those, little banged up right now, but yeah, he should be all right. Those will be your two wide corners. Okay. Joshua Scott will be your nickel corner. Okay. I don't know what you do after that. I mean, how many they, do you generally? Some of this is special teams. Now we're starting to get into six. But. Six um, they just brought back Josh Blackwell. They cut him last week, and then when they traded that safety from uh, Seattle, yeah. they brought Ooh, no. Josh Black Blackwell back. Tay Owens, yeah, he's in the mix. Yeah, Kerry yeah. Vincent. They like Kerry Vincent also. Yep, traded from him from uh, Denver. Yeah. Um, you keep six D. You keep six corners. You keep three safeties. Um, the linebacker position, that's another position where it's going to be tough, man, trying to figure out which way you go. Yeah. I, I mean, you got you, you know, Kaiser, you got TJ Edwards. Starters. Yeah, starters. Hassan Reddick in his sort of hybrid role that he's going to play. Starter, exactly. Patrick Johnson, Kyron Johnson both make it. Yes. You got N'Kobe Dean. Uh, we had Jimmy Kemsky on earlier, and he said Davion Taylor was absolutely beyond brutal uh, yep. in, that, in the game against Cleveland. Then Sean Bradley's making it because he's he's a special teams ace. But he's also balling too. Yeah. <laughs> Even so, on the defensive side of the ball, he flashes. You see him out there. You, yeah. You're instantly drawn to him. So yeah, he makes the squad also. That's I don't. Lot, I don't know. I don't know. Right there. Kyron Johnson's gonna be tough. He might he be might on the be practice in trouble. squad. Yeah. He yeah. might be. I know Jacoby Stevens is gone. Yeah. He hasn't showed up anywhere. I mean, but they kind of put him in a bad position because they put him in. The Mike linebacker position. He's not a Mike linebacker. He's a safety hybrid type of dude. Right. You know what I'm saying? He was, he, you know, he's an LSU being a safety, and now he comes to the NFL, and now he's playing middle linebacker. Come on, man. Mm. Christian yeah. Ellis is also another guy, you know, probably going to um, be cut. But then you get to the D-line, the interior guys. They're going to keep Milton Williams. They're going to keep George sure. Davis. But then after that, you know, do they keep Marlon Tw- uh, Palutu yeah. or they keep Marvin Wilson? I think Marvin Wilson outplayed uh, Toy Palupu. I think they feel like he's got more of an upside, too. Yeah, yeah, Wilson, yes. Yeah. Um, they're going to cut Renault Wren, Kobe Smith. He's gone. Matt Leo, gone. Practice squad, probably. He's been in practice squad forever. Yeah. Then on the outside, you know, Brandon Graham makes it. 
Uh, yep. Josh Sweat makes it. Yep. Derek Barnett makes it. And I yep. think um, Tyron Jackson makes it. Okay. Well, so and look, this all about, comes down Tuesday, man. We're close. That's like 70 – it's like 70 spots I just said going to make. You got to cut it from 80 <laughs> to 53, man. I mean, 27 guys are going to get bounced. Now, you you they have expanded the practice squad to 15, uh, yes. Yeah. So, you know, you can put more on there than then you can try and hide some guys too, which is always sketchy cuz teams can grab them up. Yep. But yeah, that that's a lot of bodies that have to go. So, I don't even think it's crazy the the names you just throw out there. Right. So right now I got 70 guys making the squad. <laughs> <laughs> Barrett's always optimistic. We're, we're going to put it right. in for a waiver from the NFL. Right, the right, right, right. 70 instead of 53. So we'll see how it shakes out again. Right now, let me ask you, do you think they keep Huntley? Yes, because I think they're so afraid of what's going on with kick returns. Yeah. But, you, okay. but it's crazy. You're going to have four running backs activated. Wow. Wow. Uh, yep, it's a tough call unless there's a trade coming. If they get somebody who can return kicks and punts, I think I think it's a possibility. Absolutely, you know for sure. Uh, Xander makes a good point. The Eagles tried to hide Jordan Poyer when Chip Kelly drafted him, and yeah, you know, he goes to Buffalo, and the, and the rest is history. Yeah, the guys all had a world. phenomenal career. Yeah, all world did. <laughs> He's been really good, man. All right, birthdays uh, on this August 26th. James Harden, or yes. as. Tyrese Maxey calls him Skinny James. Uh, is uh, <laughs> he celebrated a birthday? Actually, it was Harden yesterday. I think it, no, he's today. He's thirty three years yeah, old today. today. Yep. Uh, James Harden, who does look thin in the in the shots that we're seeing here. Who knows how doctored some of this stuff is? But uh, he's thirty three. Uh, Macaulay Culkin, great child actor, and wow, okay, forty two, man. Is he forty two? Yeah, the, the little kid from Home Alone is forty two yeah. years old. <gasps> Yeah, exactly. Uncle Buck. Wow, yeah. Uh, he was in everything, man. He's uh, 42. He doesn't look for it. He, he looks like he's like 16. He does. He, he, still, looks, he still has that face. Yeah. Uh, Melissa McCarthy, the actress, is 52 years old, who is uh, hilarious. She is so funny, dog. She's she good is. in everything she does. Oh, man. everything, bro. Yeah. And you know what role she's going to but she is just Yeah, I'm hilarious. in. Like, if I'm flipping around and I see yeah. it, I'm going to stick there for a minute. <laughs> She, no, she, when she when she uh when she bumped her head, I was it was a movie I watched it. She bumped her head. Oh, is that the and, one with Jason Bateman? Uh, yeah, and, he, and she thinks she's skinny. Oh yeah. my god, that that's yeah. one of the best movies ever, bro. Yeah, I can't. Yeah. Man, I'll have every time I see that. I'll stop and watch that every single time. Yeah. I can't say it again, but the bridesmaids. So oh, my, my all time. <laughs> it's it's in my like top five or ten. Oh no question, man. No question. Yeah. Oh my god. Um. Uh, Mother Teresa was born this day in 1910. Wow. How about that? Wow. Uh, James, uh, John Mulaney, comedian, uh, is 40 years old. He is very funny. Uh, I, we, I actually saw him live. He was hilarious. Uh, Chris Pine, the actor, yep. he's done a yep. lot of stuff, is 42. Yep. Uh, Kike Palmer, yeah, 29. Palmer, she's, you know, she's good. She's great, yeah. She's uh, Actress and host. Yep, yep. She's good uh, in everything. Uh, that's all I got for the, for the birthdays. Yeah. You said, uh, Mulaney, right? Mulaney. Mulaney, Yeah. Mulaney, Mulaney. I don't know if they had the kid or not yet, but I think he's, he is going, he's due with Olivia Munn, former Aaron Rodgers flame. Yes. 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 So, um, so yeah, it was, uh, there, that's that. And then movies, natural born killers, which I liked and Oliver Stone with, uh, uh, Woody Harrelson. I really liked that one. That was 1994. The Brothers Grimm. Eh. I like that too, man. That's it's my not type. Bad. That's not my type of stick, but I like those type of movies. There was, there's not a ton other one of, of other ones today no, uh, uh-uh. uh, coming out of the movie. So, 
Uh, I always like to wrap it up with what we're going to be watching here, what we're looking for over the weekend. So we just went through kind of what we're going to be looking at from an Eagles perspective. It's I'm, I'm, I'm glad to be putting the preseason games to bed, Barrett, but I also the realization hits you that they're not going to be playing for another 15 days after they play that Bro, game. Why would you even mess my day up with saying that? Well, here's why I bring it up. A, it's a bummer as a fan. How hard is that as a as a player? Because you only had to deal with it like a week or maybe nine days, say, if you played like on a Friday or a Thursday. How hard is that for a player to have? Not that well, you're not going to be practicing, but you got two weeks now before you, you you hit another, you know, another uniform. You try to get into a groove. Now you've, you're done with the training cramp groove. Now you're going to get into the groove of going into season play. And that's that's where things are different, man. When you go into the season, you try to get that, um, you try to get that, you know, familiarity of, of, of you know getting your routine for the week so they're going to run it like they run it like they're playing throughout the week so they'll start on monday um and they'll play they'll, they'll they'll act like you know it's a regular week they just won't play on sunday just to get started so um there it's, it's tough because you know they're gonna try to give them a couple days off here and there mm-hmm. you know here and there but you know it's, it's just the worst man because you want to play somebody so bad man and yeah. especially, especially after tuesday well, I, I, that's what I was going to say to you. So after Tuesday, you'll have the guys who are going to be on the team. How, yeah. how much easier is that for the coaches where you can just concentrate on your guys who you know are going to be there? Well, it's easy on the coaches, but, it, you know, it's a lot more easier on the players that are in that locker room because you're like, man, I made it. I made it. I missed the knock, man. You know what I'm saying? Oh. I missed him. <laughs> that's the worst right there. The Waiting turf. for a guy to come knock on your door. Yeah, you got the Turk, man. We call him the knock, man. Turk, whatever you want to call him, man. Hey, coach wants to see you. You know, you and your uh, iPad. Yeah, ah. that is the, the worst, worst feeling in the world, man. The well, you were telling you were telling the one story. What, what were you? What, you, were, you had a roommate who was like sitting there one time with it. Yes, with Jerry Kraft. We used to call him Creamy. He had a Desert Three Fifty Seven, bro. Oh my and, you god! Know, and, and you know, man, like Richard Coop was always wanting to play around, man. He's always playing around. So Coop knocks on the door, and uh, yeah, well, also I didn't know he had it. So all of a sudden, he pulls out this gun. He pulls out that. I suggest you get away from that door. I said, bro, put the gun down. So Richard was like, oh, before, oh. But he had that Desert 357. It was oh it was like God. it was colored too, like the um, it was it was colored like the 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 sand um brown, like hey. it was it was like the real deal. The real deal. Yeah. Like it was over there, you know, in the desert. It was yeah. colored like it was the desert. It was camouflaged. Yes, yes, oh yes. God. It was crazy. I was like, dude, put that up, man. Yeah, what are we doing here? <laughs> right. It's not oh. that serious, bro. It's not that serious. Yeah. Well, so, it is that serious, but, you know. Well, hey. yeah, it isn't. It isn't. But, yeah, you're right. So, we have that, <laughs> and then we have the uh, the Philly series this weekend against the Pirates, of course, highlighted tonight by the fact that Bryce Harper makes his return. All right. So it was a lot of fun. I want to thank Xander Krause, our producer, all of you in the chat section. You guys are the best. Thanks for hanging with us. Everybody streaming, everybody listening. And congratulations again to Derek and the family on the birth of his grandchild, his little grandson, uh, Elijah. Eli- what a beautiful name, too. Uh, yep. e- Elijah, Robert, Joseph, Barrett, Massey. See, I worked there you go. <laughs> Um, but anyway, congratulations to Derek and his family. He'll be yes, back sir. on Monday. So everybody, have an awesome weekend. Barrett, enjoy yourself, man. Stay, enjoy the place to yourself, and I will see you on Monday. All right? All right. All right. Take care.
plan your day with confidence. Definitely want to keep the umbrellas on hand. And keep your family safe with action news and AccuWeather. Numerous tornadoes. Well over seven inches of rain. Your go-to team when severe weather strikes. The water is still rising right now. Keeping you prepared wherever you watch. On TV, on 6abc.com, and on our streaming apps. And that's when we go severe weather mode and on the air for you. Action News and AccuWeather, the team you trust. At Stateside Vodka, every new customer gets the world's best rocks glass, free. What's that? Uh, a rocks glass? You're telling me that bottle is cut in half? You could say that. And you're telling me I can get one of these glasses for free? That's right. One free rocks glass per customer with each first-time purchase of Stateside Vodka. So good, it just disappears. Go for the midnight tears. Go for the game. Go for the hits. Go for the fans. Go for the win. Go to Ocean Casino Resort. Book your trip at the... $5,000. That's the average amount of money people in the U.S. are now spending on gas in a year. Five grand. That's crazy. If you drive, you have to download Upside, the free app that gives you cash back every time you get gas. That's right. You can earn real cash back with Upside just by buying the gas you're already buying. You can literally start earning cash back today. I use Upside every time I fill up, and I've already made around two, $300. You're putting gas in your car anyway. Why not get real cash back? If you like free money, download Upside. I'm saving the cash I earn from using Upside to help pay for a vacation later this year. Download the free Upside app now to earn cash back every time you buy gas. Use promo code GAME to get an extra 25 cents per gallon on your first tank. You can cash out anytime right to your bank, PayPal, or a gift card for Amazon and other brands. Just download the free Upside app and use promo code GAME for a 25 cents per gallon bonus on your first tank. That's code GAME for a 25 cents per gallon bonus. 